Previously on Huzzah. Our heroes have survived the ambush at the village tavern. Now the quest continues to remove the curse from the crown and to find the missing archdruid. A show about D&D Beyond the Rules. We hope to teach new players how to play while entertaining veteran players. Basically, we're here talking about everything but the rules and the dice. We're so glad you could join us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, yeah. I need to steal another D6. Oh, I have plenty of D6s. Oh yeah, sorry, I took your no, one. totally fine. Oh yeah, did you see Jake's, uh, the Je- Jake, did you see Jeff's cool new, like, ginormous D20? Oh, he has seen this, and he has felt the wrath of this thing. <laughs> is it a bad, is it a bad one, It's Jake? a great DM die. Oh no, <laughs> it rolls I don't like it. wonderfully for a DM. No, <laughs> put it away, I want it, make it stop. I got the rogue to use his reaction on the first attack of a multi-attack character. Holy... <laughs> Holy. Um, so today we have Jake, one, Yay, of, my, Jake. one of my favorite, favorite people. Yeah, and we're going to talk homebrew today. Homebrew! So uh, first, let's talk about what homebrew is. Homebrew is when you go completely off rules and start making stuff up <laughs> for your world. Mm-hmm. Whether it be character classes, races, rules. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ma- yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that was a thing until the turtles came along. Yeah. Now you have turtle monks and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Jake's delved a little bit more into homebrew than I have. I'm starting to get into it because I have to find a way to balance the campaign for this ginormous party I've got going on. So homebrew seems to be the way to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so... Um, I've just started doing some special rules because they're getting into the end of the campaign and starting to do special rules for that just to kind of make it feel like they're in that final dungeon. But uh, what other kind of things have you seen homebrewed, Jake? And how did you get into homebrew? Well, I got into homebrew because I felt constrained creativi- mm-hmm. like creatively. Okay. Um, and so I created classes that were extremely niche um, like my juggler that is like revolves around throwing things and just useless for everything <laughs> except for wanting to feel really cool when you throw stuff. Yeah. Um, Super awesome. Yeah. And so I got into like making feats that gave a mathematical reason to do things um, like differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and just weapons especially are one that um, is one of those homebrew rules that like anybody can get behind because you can put a katana in the game which, like, there is no katana in the official right. rules, but it's just a D8. It's just a longsword. Like, yeah. it's, you can you can flavor any of these weapons to be whatever you want them to be. There's, like, mm-hmm. a, an entire section of the DMG about flavoring darts as short. Like, yeah. I was just um, saying, I know I've, I've done some weapon stuff because I, well, your character was, yeah. was Cavalier, and you wanted, <laughs> we wanted a lance <laughs> that you could have some kind of special properties for, and mm-hmm. there's nothing in D&D for that. So we kind of made one up as we yeah. went. And uh, I did that for several of the characters because I wanted them to have something that was theirs. And 
just didn't fit. So. And that's a big part of it is once you, like, homebrew is really easy to get into as a DM once you do know your players more. Mm-hmm. Homebrewing magical items that, like, if you've got a character who just really likes to climb on top of stuff and jump down onto things, mm-hmm. or they have that, that special thing that, like, them as a player thinks is really cool and would be really awesome if I could, if I could just do it by the rules, or mm-hmm. if I could just find an excuse that would make it worth doing this again. Because it's there's no reason to spend two turns running up or climbing up something, using your entire move speed, not being able to jump down, and then on your next turn, then you have to jump down on them. Well, make a feat or um, the 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 class of the dragoon, for instance. Like right. you want to be able to jump really high and land on things. Cool. Well, now you don't have to spend three turns doing it. I was just thinking you could make the hook shot. That too from, from yeah Zelda. I mean, because we have uh, Michael in our group mm-hmm. who is a huge Zelda yeah. fan. I was like, <laughs> say, Zelda. you know, if I happen to, if he wants to play, if we do more past Curse of Strahd and yeah. we get into an outdoor setting, I might throw a hook shot yeah. his way, and he, I think he would fall in love with it. Yeah, and that's and that's the other thing is that homebrew allows you to create those very very special targeted and like experiences for mm-hmm. people because you could throw a hook shot to me and I would maybe know how to use it or maybe like think about it like not even remember that it's on my character mm-hmm. sheet um just because that's not typically the style of character that i like to play but for michael who plays a ton of zelda who is familiar with it who probably uses it regularly like in right. the game like even in zelda i don't use and, yeah anything but my sword and or you, maybe bombs and you also gotta think he plays he loves to play the ranged character he doesn't yeah, want exactly. to get in combat a hook shot to get him up into a tree yep. or on a tower where he can stand up and just shoot and not worry about somebody coming up behind him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, it's... Jocelyn, have you had exposure to homebrew yet? He asks, knowing full well that I have. (laughs) Well, I feel like... I mean, I've played in sort of full-length written campaigns, but um, I know that our DM, Chad, did a lot of... Like, he homebrewed a lot of the things that we sort of encountered. Uh, You you, you spawned a creativity moment for him to have a homebrew moment for you. Did I? With your, talking about? with your frog. Oh, my frog, yeah. <laughs> so my character, Galirwin, uh, has a lucky frog. I feel like we maybe talked about this before. A little bit, but you can refresh. Well, it's been a minute. So a uh, lucky frog. Uh, so it was a little jade frog that she got in the first, like the very first session that we played uh, yeah, in... It was, it was- Lost Mines. Yeah, Lost Mines, Van Delver. Oh, nice. And we went to, or we went by the shrine to the goddess of luck, and I had it blessed. So I'm a lucky frog. And um, at some point, we were trading out, like, you know, you do the thing where it's like, we have all this loot, but you really, all you really want is the cash, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, real life. <laughs> um, it's like, all you want is the cash. So we're, we're trading things out. And Chad's like, okay, well, and you get X amount for the lucky, for the jade frog. I'm like, why are you trying to take my frog, man? Why you do that? And so, anyway. It became kind of a thing, and um, I would rub the lucky frog, or Galirwin would rub the lucky frog before she took any shot, and she sustained this for, like, several sessions in the campaign, and apparently got to the point where Chad had, like, a counter, like, he was uh, taking it down, and, like, mm-hmm. after I rubbed it 50 times or something, it actually became some sort of talisman and it affected, yeah. like, the shots that I made and stuff. I mean, and stuff like that, paying attention to your character, what are they doing habitually that may not really be helping them? But or but the change rule it into cool. something that does help them yeah. or gives them a gift for being good role players. Yeah, and makes the, it makes it helps them invest mm-hmm. like in the game when they get to realize like they get to see this talisman that has just kind of been a, an ongoing maybe joke <laughs> or like part of their character but not seriously. 
And now all of a sudden it is. It's like something that is ingrained into their character. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't get that with, I mean, you could in theory just hand out magic items for the DMG, but this is special and it was just like specifically for you. Mm -hmm. And it was totally like a a freak thing. It was just like a random throwaway, like, and there's a jade frog in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think Chad did that. He did a really cool thing where he took the... uh, the sentient shield. Oh the, yeah. Uh, at the uh, out of the DMG. Yeah. But we had a character, that, my character, who passed in the middle of the campaign. Oh. But because they're in this cursed realm where souls couldn't escape, he came back as that sentient shield, and the characters found it, and he went along and helped them. Um, so I guess my answer is like I don't think I've been in a completely homebrew thing, but I know I've I've dealt with a lot of homebrew elements and it's they're fun i like them it, a lot it, it's very fascinating too because you can go on to reddit D beyond anywhere and look and see what people other people have come up with yeah and uh, i think it's fascinating to see what they do um i agree entirely and a big part is also what jocelyn brought up is that you don't have to build an entire world you don't have to no. build entire races classes species cities anything like that mm-hmm. you can homebrew tiny things like jade frogs that turn <laughs> into luck out like right luck totems yeah you can yeah, yeah, homebrew lances that plug into <laughs> our swords that plug into lances yeah and, i mean it, it, um, it wasn't anything super yeah, special it was just like patchwork wings for a horse you know i mean it's that, that was yeah, oh, that was one of those that was a completely improv moment yeah. in our campaign where he really, he really wanted a Pegasus. And he's got something that resembles a Pegasus. <laughs> I don't close. think it's... <laughs> Can horse actually fly? What is yeah. this patchwork yes, he, thing? He, oh, okay. But it's... it's. Let's put it this way. It's not the wings of a, of an eagle. <laughs> it's not the wings of anything that should ever be on a horse. Oh, no. Um, it's but kind they of are. A, it's kind of a demonic Frankenstein Pegasus. Yeah. But hey, it works. Hey, that... He, he that said matches. that once Force healed, it wouldn't hurt anymore, and so oh. we healed him, and now he supposedly doesn't hurt. Oh. I don't know. I don't speak Force. Oh, no. <laughs> the, it, that works for Barovia, though. Like, you're already oh, yeah. in Frankenstein and, Patchwork Land and anyway. Is, and the big thing was, um, like, if Elan had stayed neutral good, mm-hmm. then he probably would have been like, well, no, let's not torture my poor animal. But, but once he accepted the whole mind blank thing and failed his wisdom <laughs> save, and now he's neutral evil, and he's like, you know what? I don't care how horse feels because I want something that can fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then and here we are. Yeah, and here we are. Um, <laughs> Several bad negotiations later. I mean, it's it's just, oh, this has been so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um... You you're running a home. Do you run a homebrew campaign anymore? So yes and no. Um, the Prison Break story that I'm running with some friends on Tuesday nights mm-hmm. is homebrew in the sense that I I am writing all of it as I go. Okay. Um, and so like the premise was all these people showed up in a city where all the educators, wizards, magic users had been imprisoned. Okay. The old king died. The new king was his son. Is like the typical trope of the spoiled kid who doesn't know how to lead. Well. He wanted to rewrite history so that he could make himself look better. Mm-hmm. So he imprisoned all the scholars and magistrates and wizards and everybody who was, like, learned. Okay. And so the characters showed up and were like, oh, that's probably not a good thing. Let's try to get them out of the prison. So I, I put together four prison buildings, each with their own purposes and goals and all of that. And the characters are slowly making their way through the prison buildings, like meeting the different guards and prisoners who are going to help them figure out 
um, like what's happening at the end. And since none of them are going to hear this, I'll go ahead and share it with you. <laughs> um, so the warden has been selling non-humans to other countries as slaves. Oh, no. And so the players are going are investigating the capture of all these people and they're going to find out that the king is actually the one who's doing it for um, like treaties and relations with these other countries is here's all my prisoners who would make great slaves for you. Well, players are going to get there. I'm really excited for them to finally confront the warden. He's going to pull a, I didn't do it on purpose. It was all the king. He told me to do it, like all this stuff and try to work with them and try to convince them to join, like to join together to confront the king when he shows up at the end of this week where they're going to purge all these people. And so, um, but then when they show up there, the king's going to show up and the warden's going to be like, just kidding, I loved it every second and I'm actually evil and all that good stuff. So they're going to be facing down all the king's guards and the prison guards. Jeez. But they've made, they've made relations with a couple of the guards and the bard who's cooking in the kitchen and convinced everybody that he's the good cook and if he's there, they want to eat. He's going to either poison or sleep them. He hasn't really decided yet. Oh. But he's going to, when they make their move on the warden at the end to free all of the educators and everything else... They're going to have to choose between fighting their way out against the king to get them onto the ship to escape or fighting their way back to the mainland where all the educators are going to be like, oh, no, the king imprisoned us. Quick, overthrow him kind of mm. deal. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm super excited for, for all of that. But I made all of that up from, from the start. Yeah. So it, cool. it started as why would my characters need to break people out of prison? And then I was like, well, what if people were wrongly in prison? And I was like, well, is it just one person? Is it a group? Yeah. And then it was, well, what did they do wrong? And I really wanted to, like, really, really drill in the fact that these people have done, like, absolutely nothing wrong. Like, it's not even a they accidentally said the wrong thing or they were stealing to feed their family or any of these other, like, kind of neutrally crimes that are crimes but, like, with good intentions. Mm-hmm. These people have done nothing. They were educators. They were teachers. They were running magic shops oh, in wow. the city. Oh, and man. they were just imprisoned because they knew too much, quotes. <laughs> and so, yeah. So that, that that brings me to the next kind of point is, so if someone's interested in writing homebrew, yeah. maybe a homebrew campaign, what's a good place to start? Uh, I mean, the best place to start if you want a homebrew is the hook. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the best place to start is to figure out what you want the kind of big reveal accomplishment to be. Which in this case was, I wanted to run a prison break because it's my go-to one-shot idea. Right. I didn't. I had three new players and I didn't know if they were going to stick. Mm. So I wrote, I wanted them to break into a prison to break someone else out. And that was my entire idea. Okay. And then like I was saying a minute ago, it, from there it spiraled into, well, who are they? One person or group? What did they do? Why are they there? And then just kind of coming up with stories mm. that kind of bounce off of these ideas. And... Uh, Homebrew is one of those things where more so than modules and official material, your players really do write a lot of it. Right. Um, they got into town and they decided that they were unhappy with the educators being imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Like I told them about it. I let them know that there was some you know mischief afoot, that the new king was not liked, that he had supposedly thrown a bunch of people into prison. Mm-hmm. And they chose to track it down and figure out what was going on. And one of them was actually the one that suggested that maybe they were doing it because he was uncomfortable with the king's, with the history, with everybody not liking him. And I was like, yeah, you're totally right. He's doing it because he thinks everybody has a bad perception of him and he wants to rewrite history. Yeah. And that was just piggybacking off them. Nice. And in, in Homebrew, it, it is understated how impactful having someone else that is interested in the topic can be. 
Right. Because homebrew is really, really easy to say, here's a plus 12 sword of lightning bolts that when you <laughs> hit something, it arcs and kills everything within 30 feet. <laughs> it's really easy to get caught up in stuff like yeah. that. And having friends that are interested in it that you can say, hey, would you play in a game where you have to rescue educators from a prison? Or would you play in a game where you're trapped in purgatory? Or would yeah. you play in a game where you did this or did that? Or All of those things, people can resonate for you and help uh, kind of soundboard it and give you give you ideas to go on yeah. to. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that whole collaborative storytelling thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, even if you're doing a written campaign, you still have to pitch the idea to the group and go, hey, so this is the campaign I want to run. Yep. Here's the idea. Are you guys even interested in it? If not, we're going to have to come up with something there. And I think homebrew is the same. Yeah, any story is the same way. Yeah. So did you have, like, was that what you did for that one? Like, hey, would you guys be interested in running your prison break? So, like, they knew they were going into town kind of looking for a prison thing? Or did you have a backup plan? Like, well, if they don't want to go to the prison. I don't really have, like, any backup plans. Mm -hmm. Just just in reality. Um, I have, like, hundreds of base hooks for stories that I eventually may want to run. Right. Things that I've been at work and been like, man, what if they were running from an avalanche and that's how it starts and either they get overtaken by the avalanche and have to like dig their way out or what if they're running away from the avalanche and when the avalanche hits part of the mountain, the mountain collapses and there's an underground society there and, you know, they have to deal with Dwerger and Drow and whatever. Da-da-da. And so I just have like a bunch of silly like one-shot ideas that are just kind of floating around. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really nice. have anything set up in the background. But yeah, I came to them and I was like, hey, I want to run something simple. I've run, I ran Prison Break when I reintroduced my dad to D&D, <laughs> when I introduced my brother. The first D&D game I ever ran was essentially a Prison Break. It was escaping from a coliseum instead mm-hmm. of a prison. Nice. But it was still a, we're in a cell, we have to get out, we look around and find the keys or a sword or a stick or a sleeping guard or whatever. Or a dog with the keys. Exactly. And so I'm really, really comfortable in that setting to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so having new players, it was something that I was familiar enough with that I could run it, but something that I felt like I could actually improvise on and adapt to is, you know, having five characters instead of three or two. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's important to have multiple ideas, but if you're pitching it to them and you say, I want to run a prison break, what do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they're like, well, I don't really understand how how to play a prison break. Like, I don't know how, like, are we supposed to convince a guard to give us the key? Or, especially with new players, they don't really understand the way that rolling a die for probability works. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they may not understand that there are things like in a video game, the key is just lying there and you just have to walk over and pick it up. But if you just turn the camera enough, the, uh, the solution presents itself to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And in D&D, it doesn't really do that. It's your job to say, I look around, what do I see? It's yeah. your job to say, that guard is sleeping. Is there a stick that I can use to kind of wrangle the keys mm-hmm. off his belt or knock right. his cup over or, you know, convince him to come closer so I can grab his shirt lapels <laughs> and slam his head into the bars. Like, I like that last option the best. Yeah. <laughs> Most dramatic. And, and so I think, of, like, if you present it to them and they say no, you don't necessarily have to have a backup plan. You can just either elaborate on your idea or vision for it, or say, well, how about instead of a prison break, what if you're escaping from a city? That Mm. way there's not really a, we have to unlock the key, we have to get past the guards, we Mm. have to do this checklist to get out. Now you're just in a city, and you might be, well, I want to check out the weapon shop so that if the guards catch us, I have a weapon. Or it's, I want to know if I have any friends in the area. Mm. And that's a little bit easier to to ask those questions than it is when you're in the prison cell or when you're in 
the tavern or when you're in, you know, any of these situations where you're just kind of dumped into something. Right. Yeah, because I think that is something that's a little, like, when you're brand new to d and I mean, one, you don't realize the kind of endless permutations mm-hmm. you can do, and then two, you're not necessarily familiar with the surroundings or the tavern or whatever, but like we all live in some form of a city, like you live in a city or a town or like you live somewhere and you interact with people. And if your game is like, you are in a city trying to get away from guards, like you, you have more of a frame of reference, right. I think for that. Agreed. For sure. So, okay. So the next part is that's from the DM's perspective. So you're a player, you've agreed to go to this game. That's a homebrew, right? You don't know how homebrewed it is. You just know I'm not following any official adventure. What do you do to prepare for that? So the good news about homebrew in like actual campaigns, and especially because 5th edition has done such an amazing job of being this foundation and framework for the game, Mm -hmm. that you can homebrew the entire setting. You can change where the mountains are and where the buildings are and which innkeeper's there and what drinks they serve and all this other just minutia worth of information. But in the end, if you want to climb a building, you still have to roll athletics, you still have to roll acrobatics. Mm-hmm. The, the rules are still the same. And so I guess if you're coming into a homebrew game, like it's the same as any setting where the DM, you're, you're at the DM's discretion for what the actual important information is. But in the end, knowing your character, and I guess for me as a player, the most important thing for me is knowing kind of where my character fits into the beginning of the setting. Because, I mean, even Alon started out as a bounty hunter who was just looking to prove himself, mm-hmm. and now he's a, like... And then he met horse. Yeah, and now he's a, you know, bloodthirsty, just, <laughs> I want to fight everything, and I will take my place as rightful ruler of this accursed land type oh of my. deal. And so... Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> and you just, you don't, you don't find those moments in session one. Yeah. You don't find those moments in session two or three or ten. Mm-hmm. And so knowing where your character belongs in that episode mm-hmm. one so that you feel comfortable role-playing it, I think that's where the most important thing is because the rules aren't changing. The characters, not always. Sometimes the rules change. Sometimes the, the classes or races can change. But like right. you're role-playing a soldier, figure out why a soldier would be in the tavern, in the prison, in whatever. Right. And then that way, as you roleplay and experience the homebrew part of it, the change in the world and the setting and in the player and the NPCs, like stuff like that, mm. now you're interacting with the actual homebrew. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about whether rolling a D20 is going to be, like, whether whether swimming is going to be athletics or acrobatics, because it's definitely going to be one of those two. They're not going to make you roll a swim yeah. check most no. of the time. Yeah. So knowing the character's personality and how they interact with the actual world besides the mechanical side of it i think that's probably the easiest way to make sure that like you can fit into any real homebrew and i think and just kind of piggyback homebrew is another one just like any other campaign work with the dm yeah as much as you can ahead of time ask questions say hey i know this is a homebrew campaign are there any special rules that i need to be aware of say i'm planning to play this kind of character this is the character i want to bring to the table any rules that Mm -hmm would prevent me or I, I just started a new game at Chad's and he's completely homebrewed and I said alright are there any race restrictions yep that's the first question I asked he said no any official material I'm like perfect cool that's all I need to know I yep. just need to know if there's any race restrictions because I want to play this kind of character and I don't want to do a human yeah. do something different so yeah but once again just 
just like if you're jumping into any other campaign, talk to the DM because there may be special rules that you need to be aware of. You yeah. don't want to show up with your fully formed dragon paladin. It's like, well, we're actually all playing Pokemon trainers, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely want to know the setting before you get yeah. there. Know the setting and know... For sure. And and, and it's, it's also good to know, hey, if I play this character, is there going to be any social problems that I'm going to have to overcome right like if you go to a town where hey dragonborn are hated here mm-hmm. just fyi well i may not want to show up in my dragonborn paladin <laughs> yep and uh two friendly reminders to early or beginner dms mm-hmm. first off everybody wants to play a tiefling and so figure <laughs> out how your towns and people care about <laughs> demons in yes, their town yes because i i personally play it where people are kind of like turned off by it mm. but it's not a big deal because i don't want to have to role play 8000 people in a city being terrified of the demon person walking no, down the street I, it's more of maybe they just get the short yeah. end of the stick yeah, at times. They're uncomfortable. <laughs> they roll with disadvantage for persuasion. Like yeah. there, there can be mechanical benefits, but so figure out how people react to tieflings if you're going to have well, people, and it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. anything. It could be that they just don't care. Yeah, but it's something to think about because it's like the number one race chosen across like everything. Really? Yeah. Outside of humans. Yeah. You, outside of variant. I did not it, know it, that. It beats normal human, loses out to variant human. Variant human fighters are the. Yep. Race class number one overall pick. Yep. Well, darn. Silly. Um, second thing, UA, tech, or, uh, Unearthed Arcana, technically homebrewed for terms of like official material. Yes. It's homebrewed by wizards, and it will eventually, hopefully, be official material. Based on playtest. But if you're going to play something that is out of Unearthed Arcana, definitely check with your DM. Make sure that it's okay, because yeah. some of that stuff isn't tested yet, and is really strong yes yeah and might be and, busted and it will probably change before it comes out officially yep. i know that the artificer went through a couple of changes the artificer went through so many changes the the undying warlock patron or um, pact got changed like three different times like yeah it's it can be but, crazy yeah so you just just be careful and and there are tons of wikis out there that have mm-hmm. a ton of homebrews be careful if you're going through there. Make sure your DM's okay with it. Right. Send them the link and go, hey, I saw there this. Is. I think it'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. And then they may go, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> because nah. you know, that wiki, I have been to that wiki numerous times. There's a lot of stuff that I would never allow at my table <laughs> because it's way too powerful. The two sites you can always rely on to be like official material if it comes up in a search is uh, D&D Beyond. And Roll20. Mm. I don't think Roll20 even has homebrew, or if it does, it's buried way down deep. Because I mean, you'd have to... Cause maybe never only seen... on the forums you would see stuff. I guess so. And, I've and never it... seen anything come up homebrew when searching for Roll20. I've even used Roll20 to just look at rules and spells I mean, and stuff like that. I've people, never seen anything on the there. The only thing that they people do is make custom character sheets and things yeah. like that. That's that's about it, and the tokens. But you're not going to see homebrew rules or right. sets. They don't... I don't think Roll20 deals with them. They I don't think them. so either. I think they're all official material, which is really helpful because they're like the first or second Google response to everything you Google if you end it with 5e. Yes. Huh. And um, nice. and I will say, we'll I'll probably have another episode talking about Roll20 in Pacific because I've fallen in love with using it to run. Mm-hmm. Even my game for everybody's at the table, I use it because the digital maps make my life easy. Yep. You don't have to draw 10 million things. Well, especially when you're dealing with Castle Ravenloft, which is one of the largest dungeons in 5e right now, and, yep. and it's, you know, got 
14 floors, I think, or something stupid like that. Something I mean, I draw on that many maps with 80 plus rooms. Nope. This is one of the reasons I like doing this show because I learned stuff. I'm like, I, don't, I did no, not know no, that at Ravenloft all. Ravenloft is huge. There's no. I mean, I knew that about Ravenloft. I didn't know about the five. Like, anything you Google with 5e is going to come Roll like, 20 and D&D Beyond. Those will be the two yep. number one sources. You might get Reddit will show up too. Yeah, there's, there's tons of especially like for topics and questions. Reddit comes up a lot. Uh, no, RPG it, forum comes. I up. would say Reddit's not a bad place to go ask mm-hmm. questions not because there's a lot of good mm-hmm. conversations going on there. I actually go just browse it to see what's going on yep. because sometimes they'll ask the question before I have thought yep. of it. I contribute to the um, DM behind the screen mm-hmm. forum. Oh, I love that. Oh forum. yeah, I, I contribute to that one occasionally. And I contribute on, uh, well, I contribute on D and D memes a lot, um, <laughs> yeah. but mostly it, uh, it's that, and um, I think it's DM Academy or something similar like yeah, that. Yeah, I, DM yeah, Academy. I like, I I like love, DM Academy. I, I a like lot. DM Academy. We we actually went there for the last episode because it was just a Q and A. We mm-hmm. kind of pulled some topics from there, and there's just some good discussions, and yeah. and, and it's not necessarily rules questions. It's more of how do I handle this yep. situation, which. And, uh, and I want you to say it's not necessarily I have a bad player. That that topic does come up a lot, yes, it's quite a but, bit. But there's 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 actual questions of we had a situation at the table in in the story, and I didn't know what to do. So this is what I did, and people go, well, that might have been a way okay way to do it. But here's how I would have handled it. And yep. it's, it's just a good way to get advice. And a lot of people on that subreddit are just very friendly. They mm-hmm. genuinely just want to help. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's why I like those subreddits mm-hmm. as opposed to the the just traditional D&D subreddit which can be <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah go to the DM subreddits they're a little more friendly I like how, how it's like, he's like the traditional D&D subreddit comes up and everybody's like yeah <laughs> that one can be a, a little toxic at times yeah mm. a lot of the um, like parent D&D groups pages subreddits mm-hmm. forums a lot of the parent ones are just people try too hard and you have people who just either just think that they're completely right and there's no way they could possibly be wrong and they'll attack anybody who believes it, mm-hmm. or you have people who think that the game has become too easy or too sensitive or too oh. liberal or too <laughs> whatever, and they're yeah, just I, trying to troll. You, you and like parents who it. play D&D? Or I, I, I always why get parent? the, 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 the 3.5 purist. Yeah, that too. <sighs> um, 3.5 or Pathfinder, the people who just mm. are elitist about it. But um, yeah, people are like... I remember there was a big stink about um, the the type of elf that could change its sex as mm-hmm. it as it deemed worthy at sunrise or whatever, and people oh. were like, "Why does it matter? Elves are androgynous anyway." And I didn't even know that was a thing. People were upset about it. Yeah, <sighs> consider yourself lucky. The, the, <laughs> you the, missed the, it. Congratulations. Yeah, the, the groups where these people make these kinds of stinks are just really frustrating and annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, was not. And the other one was. Um, there was like a, a thread that got like banned or mm. stickied or something as like a do not do this type thread where somebody was like, um, somebody said that they felt like there weren't enough girls playing. And everybody oh. else was like, yeah, girls, we want you to come play, like come out to our tables. We'll help you fit in. We'll do all this other stuff. And then you just have like comments that got voted and to the then... top because people were mad about it. And these comments at the top are like, well, maybe women should be more assertive and come to the table. Maybe women shouldn't like all kinds of complaints like women don't know how to play the characters or yeah. women should just be bards or like all sorts of ridiculous or my favorite just, women aren't smart enough and i was like in this I day and age I, are you seriously and, saying that and, and these people like voted up 
voted like upvoted the comments that were stupid and so you open this thread where people are genuinely trying to say yes we want more women to come to our tables we want more women to come play and learn the game and experience our hobby but the top comments are uh, like, get back in the kitchen and make the boys who are playing D&D a sandwich. Uh, it's like, God, like, stop. That's not yeah. what we're trying to yeah, say here. exactly. I like, um, I don't know if it's the DM behind the screen one or not, but I like, there's one forum where people will share. Uh, sometimes they'll be like, look, I made this cool thing. Or like, look, I made this cool thing. What do you think about it? But it's like a homebrew idea or like yeah, a behind cool... behind the screen does that a whole yeah. lot. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's Tables and of... charts are my favorite. Right, yeah, yeah. People will make the most obscure, well, ridiculous I love, ones. I like, love all the homebrewed wild magic tables. Yes. Those are wild probably my favorite. So cool. Because they go... Because the one in the in the uh, player's handbook is only a hundred items, yeah. and it's it, it, it's, it's a little stale. There yeah. there are plenty on there that like. But if you go to the homebrew, they got D one thousand tables. Oh no! <laughs> and some of that stuff is amazing because yeah. hardly ever is it like debilitating to the character. Right. Most of the time, it is for laughs. Right. It is going to make you laugh out loud because you're going to be like. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> I still like the potted plant. So one of my favorites. Where, uh, then, where you like wild magic yourself into a plant. You're just yep. a plant. Sucks yeah, for you. <laughs> one hit point. No, no AC. You're dead. Yep. <laughs> you are screwed. And I would consider that debilitating, but also funny. That yeah, <laughs> that's that, <laughs> that's hilarious. funny, and I I don't mind that one being in there. But you know, half the ones in the player's handbook are just kind of lame. Yeah, <laughs> they don't really they don't really give you any real effects. Like we had a dwarf who aged. 20 years. Yeah. You're like... But okay, dwarves uh, live forever anyway. He's like, okay, that... He's like, and? <laughs> I think my favorite of the homebrew ones I've seen are the Wild Magic Table Surge was, um, it turns everyone within 30 feet of you except yourself invisible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh. Which, like, in theory, if you knew you were gonna get that, just cast it on your party, like, right before you go into battle, they're all invisible, and you're like, hey, look at me! But... <laughs> If you're in, like, the heat of the moment and you're like, I'm going to cast Misty Step. Oh, everybody's invisible but me. That is terrible. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> but, I mean. Wow. And but that just goes to show. What, homebrew, you can homebrew anything you want. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of ideas out there. As I said numerous times, if you get stuck for an idea, don't be afraid yeah. to steal. <laughs> steal it? Like, I mean, Absolutely. there's way too many ideas out there and there's way too many creative people for you to struggle. If you go, hey, I need something. I had, I, we were getting late in the campaign and still only like two people in the party had magic weapons. Yeah. And they were running into a lot of magic resistance. So I was like, I got to do something for this party because they are going to get trounced. And I looked at the dungeon they were in. I was like, there's nothing here. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing in this dungeon that's going to help them. So I Nothing. went and homebrewed a bunch of the treasure items mm-hmm. and said, all right, there's magic weapons. There's going to be magic weapons here. And uh, some of them weren't just clean. Some right. of them were cursed, and that's fine. Yeah. It still worked. They at least had something that they could use, even if they had to deal with the curse. Yeah. And it was, uh, no, it was fantastic. Everybody was happy. They got something that was theirs and um, worked out. So I just Home- have to mention, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I interrupted. Uh, homebrew is fun and uh, can really be rewarding both for the DM and the players. That's what I was going to say. Nice. Sorry. That would have been, like, really great and I interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Joseph edits this part out. But he pretty much never edits out the parts that I say no. please edit out. <laughs> no. So I'm not betting on it. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just saying, I'm still kind of back on 
Like, I thought it was hilarious when Jake was talking about tieflings. I just make them kind of moderately uncomfortable because I don't want to be 3,000 people who hate tieflings. And all I saw was, like, you know, the party walking down the road or this village and, like, a tiefling at the head and just Jake. Like, not an NPC, but just Jake, like, running to beside the mailbox. Oh, no, a tiefling! And then, like, running up beside the ice cream parlor. Oh, no, mommy, a tiefling! And then, like, ducking into the post office. Tieflings, tui! Like, uh, I love it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that that was it. No, that's funny. That's fun. Yeah, that's great. It. Any last Thanks. thoughts on homebrew? Um, I really like about homebrew. I feel like Jake kind of already mentioned it, but that um, D and D forms a good framework that you can just like reskin mm-hmm. any way you want. Like, mm-hmm. um, it just sort of provides the mechanics for your. Winter Wonderland, you know, Magic My Little Pony, whatever, whatever thing that you want to be telling. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That does it. <laughs> I guess my, like, last thought on homebrew is to go back to the you don't have to build everything for it to be homebrew. Right. It's really, really easy to get lost if you're homebrewing in what color the grass in one particular plane is <laughs> 85 years from the main city. <laughs> and you don't have to do that. You can play, like... a. a, a you don't have to feel pressured to homebrew everything. You can homebrew a couple weapons in your player's dungeons so that they, you know, have something that helps them feel special or, you know, beat that uh, that enemy. You can homebrew something tiny like a pair of boots that allows someone to walk on top of snow so that when they're walking through the um, mountains or whatever, maybe they don't feel as, like, they're hobbits and they don't want to go barefoot. Like, yeah. whatever. You, they can you pull can, a legless. Yeah, you can homebrew just all kinds of little things that solve little problems in your world. And you don't have to feel pressured to homebrew everything. You can just fix, you can band-aid the little stuff yeah. first. And I think that's, like, something that gets overlooked a lot. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I like about homebrew is you do not have to homebrew or don't have to go all Matt Mercer on it, homebrew every little <laughs> detail. You oh. can do... Like me, take a, a pre-printed adventure and go, hey, I don't really like this little bit that they wrote here. I'm mm-hmm. going to change it to make it fit more of what these characters are expecting at this point. Like, I took a lich and made it the most useful ally that the party had. Yeah. Granted, granted <laughs> the cleric went and ruined that alliance. Very short-lived. Oh, well. <laughs> Very short-lived. But, so, good try, good try. No, they, uh, but he nice was, hustle. He was... They went in into that fight expect or that encounter expecting this drawn out fight with this powerful, powerful witch, and it turned out he's the most friendly character they've run across. He's useful to them. He's mm-hmm. providing them tons of information. Mm-hmm. And then the cleric goes and tries to kill them anyway. Well, to be fair, it was more the cleric avenging the wizard who was like, "We'll just fight, but not actually kill each other." By the way, you're about to lose. Hurry, don't kill me! Like, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. It was a it was a fun encounter, and um, I was say now they have to deal with the repercussions. But yep, yeah, and cool. Homebrew uh, has a lot more flexibility. Like you don't have to be like you're just saying you don't have to be all or nothing unless you're in a um, adventure league. AL. Yeah, right. So yeah, don't don't ask for homebrew in adventure league. You're not allowed to do that. No, that will be by the book rules as written. Yep. Which, uh, yeah. You're you're kind of stuck with whatever the rules say and what the, how the DM and the organ event organizer interprets that rule. <laughs> yep. So, all right, cool. Well, if you have thoughts on homebrew at home, you can let us know. I guess they can tweet us, I guess, or comment. That would be cool. Or they can rate and comment. 
right? <laughs> if if you really wanted to uh, get our attention, you could leave us a five star review. Anything less than five stars will not be answered. No, I'm kidding. But uh, five star review on iTunes or wherever. Well, iTunes especially, but wherever you get your podcasts. And let us know what your favorite homebrew stories are. Yeah. That's oh, we would. One. Yeah, we would love to uh, share. I, I think homebrew stories are a lot of fun because people get really creative. So, yeah, let me know. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back, and we're gonna play some D and D. Yes. What? All right. Uh, Should I push the stop one here? You don't have to. We'll just clap again to, to start it back up. Okay. We'll do the clap. Which we got. We, that was really that good. Was we were all really in sync. Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll see if we can do okay. it again. Uh, I was gonna. Make sure he knows where we're at in the yes, story. Yes, tell yeah, me about what's it. happening since so I you left. remember? The last time I they left, we were fighting they, people in a they, forest. They recovered the temple. You, you guys recovered the crown. Okay. Brought it back. It's cursed. Okay. Oh, wait. Can I sell the best part? Yes. You now have a glandular issue. <laughs> the, <laughs> what? That's thanks to Jessica, Jessica our last guest, oh, who goodness. decided Ian was going to fart a lot. No, he's sweaty. So sweaty. <laughs> oh, he's sweaty. <laughs> so sweaty. Like, at one point, he's fighting a dude in a, in a stairwell, and, like, canonically, there winds up being just, like, this slug slime trail of Ian and sweat, like, <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> so you guys took it to one of the Druid Council. She was about to really analyze it and then you guys were attacked by assassins bad guys okay so you had a tavern brawl with assassins <laughs> we didn't do too well because i forgot that i could magic stuff real good so. <laughs> she did not use any spells <laughs> <laughs> no like i tried i'm still so used well in my defense it's my first time playing a druid and i hadn't played in a while so i was still thinking like galerwin yeah. because that's just my default as a ranger because that's what yeah, i played the most fair. yeah it's just kind of funny because the druid's like <laughs> The other druid's casting stuff all over the place. She's not. <laughs> and then I finally, Jeff's like, maybe you should, he's like, you, you know, maybe you should moonbeam. I'm like, oh, moonbeam, that's, wow, this is really good. This is so strong. Right? Moonbeam is amazing. Yeah, it's it's such a good, such a good low level spell. Um, but yeah, so that, that's where we're at. Um, and I'll kind of get, get you moving, but you guys got you, you're going to get your long rest and we're going to kind of accelerate the story a little bit. Okay, okay, so did you, what, what direction are we going? Well, you're going to have to go rescue the Archdruid, because he okay. still has not returned. Okay. Because he's the only one who has the power to remove the curse off the crown. Oh. So are we just going to sort of cover that in dialogue? Wait, where did, we, where did we go from the Druid is about to remove the item when suddenly we're attacked in a tavern? Well, you took it to her in a tavern, because she right. was... She was oh, and she fled? No, she's she's she stayed and fought with you. Oh, this is not the Archdruid. This is just a member of the council. Oh, gotcha. The Archdruid has been missing since you guys showed up. Gotcha. Okay. Never been. And uh, since he's been gone, all kinds of chaos has been erupting. And you guys did meet a uh, a wonderful dark elf in the bandit camp too. Okay, what's his name? Her name. Her name. Uh, I don't. Did I give you her name? She was real. Yeah, exactly. She was real intimidating. <laughs> she was real intimidating, but and the reason. Ian, uh, did some awesome, awesome negotiating and got you guys out. That's the day we covered the role play. Oh, nice. <laughs> and we had uh, we had our uh, friend uh, Aaron. Aaron. No, was it Aaron? Was it Aaron? No, it was Jackie. No, Jackie was the one. That Jackie was the one that did that because she does uh, LARPing. Nice. And so she oh, came yeah, out right. and talked about actually just doing good role play. Oh yeah, because Aaron talked about she platform. she talked. And she talked. Uh, she talked her way out of getting. It was getting impressive. By, uh, by I was just standing girl. there like. <laughs> this uh, yeah, this drow lady uh, just uh, was she was ready to. Well, yeah, and she's like, no, no, I got this. And, and I was like, 
This is probably the most diplomatic Ian is going to be the entire campaign. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we're accelerating because this is our second to last episode. This is episode 9 of 10, so we got to... We got to do something about that. That's why I was like, all right, cool. So when he gets his player sheet back, cool. And uh, we will... So we're pursuing the archdruid. Yes. Do we have any leads on where he is? You're going to get all that. I mean... I I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. No, you're not missing anything. Cool. That's all... The last episode ended with the end of that fight. So I'm going to cover a lot in in the introductory dialogue and get you guys to where where we're headed now. Anybody need a bathroom break or anything? Yeah, this is... I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm well, really good. I'm the only one then. So <laughs> do that. And, uh, Pardon me. But yeah. So I, I literally went to DM's Guild and was like, I need a one hour one shot adventure. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I planned 10, full, 10 actual sessions. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time for that. So yeah. it's all right. <laughs> but I'm like, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> It's weird having no minuses on my uh, skill checks. Yeah, the, the last actual episode where we actually had a play thing, we uh, we talked about how to be a jerk character without actually being a jerk player. Yeah. Which is a, I was like, that was a fun topic too, because it's like, how do you do that selfish? It's hard to balance. How do you do the selfish a-hole without alienating the other players at the table? Yeah. Because I was like, that's... It's really hard. We've, we've, uh, I know I've had groups, well, our last group had tensions with a character who was trying to do that, and we're like, eh. Yeah. That's he, he was also a brand new player, and he was trying to play that, that rogue, that, yeah. So the, the archetype that, like, draws people to D&D as the, I can do whatever I want, mm-hmm. that is, like, a cliche for the wrong reason mm-hmm. it's what my character would do like yeah. the phrase that nobody likes to hear ever. no it's just like just because you, you can you can tell that anytime somebody says that they're trying to justify doing something really bad <laughs> to either the dm or the other players yeah. what are people doing badly we were talking about the last episode where you know talking about uh jerk character without oh being yeah the complete without being the jerk player playing the jerk character and right. it's a very delicate balance and yeah. yeah, I think that's something that needs to be reserved for when you're with good friends. Like, yeah. you know you all get well, along. Well, it, it, you can do it, like, say it's the second campaign for the exact same party, yeah. and you guys have formed a rapport. You know kind of yeah. how everybody's going to play to you. you sort know. of trust and each other. That's something I also bring up in Session Zero. My character's going to be like this. Yeah. I don't want you guys to take offense. It's right. nothing against you personally. It's right. the way this character's going to play. And uh, so, and I was just telling him that the phrase that no one wants to hear is, it's what my character would do. Oh, yeah. You don't want to hear that ever. It's the justification. Like, the fact that you have to tell me that, it's kind of like when somebody has to tell you that they're really good at something, it's like, well, I can't see that you are, so. (laughs) Are you ready? I am super good at coding. It's like, really? Because this ain't working. (laughs) Wow, we're just first out of D and D there for a second. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Some weird fourth wall stuff right there, Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a little bitter. It's fine. All right. Welcome back. We're gonna actually do some play. So last time we left off, you guys had just survived an assassination attempt in the tavern. Such assassination. assassination. Yes. Uh, so after that, you guys were told by uh, the Druid Council member, and I got her name right here. Elwyn Glowstrider. Ah, uh, yes. Good old Elwyn. She was going to take the crown to have it examined by the rest of the council to figure out what the nature of the curse is and how to remove it. 
and you guys were going to be requested to attend a private meeting with the council in the morning. Ooh, fancy. Fancy. Giving you time to recover from your adventures of the day. Rest. Long rest? Long rest. Yes. Thankfully. So uh, everybody is long rested. I was running out of spell slots. (laughs) (laughs) So the following morning, you guys are escorted to the actual college. Which Alora uh, Alora has not seen yet. <laughs> so right, she, I, I know That's the impressive college that uh, is is one of the most magnificent uh, buildings and of elvish design. Noise. So, I'm totally doing that thing, that that uh, cliche thing in like rom coms or whatever, where somebody gets to New York and they just stand in the middle of Times Square, like uh, like with their mouth hanging open, doing the rotation. Yeah, that's uh, what's happening in the entry hall. Or or. <laughs> marble statues of some of the noble creatures of the forest. Ooh. So there are bears. There are bears. bears are, are bears particularly important? I, <laughs> well, I feel they've noble. been noble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> statues of bears, tigers, those kind of beasts. Oh, okay, cool. Because you just said there are bears and I was like... <laughs> there are bears walking around the, walking around <laughs> the lobby. There are bears. Little Boon killed a bar here. There are bears in tuxedos <laughs> carrying trays. Oh no, please! Oh, I need it! I need that to be a thing now. Sir okay, Barrington. well, that's a thing Sir now. Because... I am not! What is oh, Sir Barrington? I have a gift for you after this. <laughs> well, considering we just talked about homebrew and reacting yeah. to players, now there are bears walking around the lobby yes! in tuxedos. <laughs> nice. And they've got like little trays of drinks and things on them. Yes, of course they do. Oh, oh, and they can are they really polite like that bear in the recent Allstate commercial who like wrecks a pool and then he's on the back porch and he's growling like in berries, like, hey, I'm I'm real sorry, I messed up your pool and also that I messed up your commercial. So he's just trying to be nice and everybody's just freaking out. <laughs> They're carrying trays of orgers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Orgers! I'm gonna need me some orgers. Oh yeah. So so Galer I'm not Galerwin. Ah crap. <laughs> Alora, Alora, the the poor college student is all over this free food. Yes. Okay. Making so, friends with the bears. You guys are escorted to the uh In to the Druid Council Chamber. There are <laughs> remember how many there are? There are five uh, council members. Council members. <laughs> and they're you know, they're they're in that that kind of round table. You can obviously see where the where the archdruid would sit. And they the crown is sitting in the middle of the table. They're Uh-oh. all looking at it. Once you are brought in, they explain to you that the curse is a very deep and powerful dark curse. Uh, this definitely is drow magic. Gross. So um I don't know Eden is knows 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 of the drow he's he's seen them in his studies he's not a fan no as you should not <laughs> as you should there are not. S- strong racial tensions here yeah um but uh uh elwin <laughs> can't remember her name sorry elwin right in my face and i can't I, I, elwin uh speaks to you and goes and it kind of explains the situation explains that the the crown is the magic is it's too powerful for any of them. The Archdruid is the only one who could potentially remove the curse. The problem is Curses. he still hasn't returned. But because you guys have proven yourselves, they want you to go and rescue him or find out where he is. Okay. Hear that, Enid? We proved ourselves. Let's Elwyn see. is going to accompany you as your guide through the forest because she knows the route. Wait, so she has known where the Archdruid is this well, whole she time? Knows where he's supposed to be, but oh, she's afraid okay. something's happened and you guys have proven yourself, so they want you to come along. Okay. Is Owen going to be bringing the crown? 
Not with you. Thank goodness. Yeah. We're going to leave it here. Superpower curse item. <laughs> Don't want that anywhere near me. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and it's like, nah, that needs to stay here. No, I'm going to keep it in the, in the college where it's safe. Yes. Wonderful. Cool. So, um, fast forward a couple hours. You guys are at the place where the ritual, where the Archdroid would be communing and having his ritual. Did we have any trouble getting here? No. Nothing interesting? Nothing Fantastic. interesting. No uh, bears and tuxedos? No bears and tuxedos. Damn, any bears without tuxedos? No. Okay. Also darn. You Sorry. Are, you guys are good. Upon uh, the... The Archdroid's not here. Uh-oh. So, does somebody want to make an investigation check, please? Who's good at it? <laughs> plus, plus one for Ian. Uh, plus two. I'm uh, actually so got a thing. I guess Alora's going to make an investigation check. Twelve. All right. So, not great, but not awful. But enough to tell that... There was, really above average. <laughs> there was a struggle here. Oh, oh goodness. And uh, if you will give me... Nature's a thing, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's like... I have to remember the different game systems. I'm running two games in two different systems. Uh-oh. So nature... Oh, that's bad. Six. <laughs> that's, that is uh, moderately not critically awful. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. Maybe Ian could take a look around and feel community with nature. I'm a druid, darn it. I should be better yeah, at this. Say, you should be good at this. I was trying to make it so you have My fierce plus one. 20. Hey! So, I, I gently push her aside. I'll so, handle this. Because you, you're, you're a little more studied than she is. Yeah. You're able to more experienced. similar tracks to those that you saw in the bandit I too am familiar with struggles. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and you, you're able to determine what direction the tracks go off into. Uh, Don't cut yourself on that so sweet, you, sweet edge. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you follow the tracks, and this is where I have So much edge. I never uh, thought of Ian as edgy, but now he is. With a glandular issue. Just like sweat gently dribbles down his face <laughs> as he's like, I too. Just, he, was he, goes, he drags his, the back of his hand across his forehead, just whips the sweat into the ground. <laughs> There's a convenient metal bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to spit when you have sweat? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Carry on, DM. <clears throat> Pardon me. And you, you eventually find your way to uh, what looks to be a mound of earth Uh-oh. shrouded in bushes and shrubs. Well, that doesn't look good. As you push away the shrubs and the bushes, you find a stone door. Oh, that's oh, better than I yeah, thought. I, thought it was I was grave. exactly and engraved in this door. Ooh. is the pattern of a spider. Uh oh, spider or spider web? Spider. Spider. Yes. Lolf. Tui. Oh, gross! I didn't even thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did mention drought. Yeah. So. In theory, I should have. Should have made that connection. I was just saying, Ian would have re- yeah. would have known. Right. This is probably Ian. connected to the drought. Thank goodness, Ian knows that because Jake should have been. <laughs> Uh, In game okay. information. Um, so now you're at this door. What are we gonna do? Um, uh, does it have any sort of handle or mm-hmm. any way that's like externally for me to open it? It does not. Is it like flush with the ground or is you it like can, part of the see, mound? You can see that it's a door, and there there should be a way to open it. Okay. Can I check for traps? You can check for traps. I don't remember how to do that. Um, investigation. Investigation. Yes, if you're checking for physical traps. Natural one. Yeah, that, there's nothing on this door that you can see other than this nice engraving of a spider. Nice. 
Um, <laughs> this very friendly spider. I'm trying to think. Elwin's here, right? Elwin is here. Let me go to bring his six hands. Imagine if he had eight, we could put them on each of his legs. <laughs> what if we put what if we put two feet on well, two oh. legs? You feel like two feet wouldn't yeah. work? I feel like that's mm. a <laughs> Could I could I wait, can I turn into a spider? You can turn into a spider. It's like, wait, I know I can, but uh, hang on. And I smash it with I mean, a hammer. Uh, it's just a lot and of And I put shit. that box under yeah. another box, and I mail that box to myself, and when it arrives, smash it with a hammer. Oh, no. What a great villain. Emperor's new groove is awesome. Okay. Hang on. Actions. I think it'd be under actions, right? No. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wild yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah. Wild shape. It's a bonus action, technically, but. Okay. Well, no, I think it's only for shirts. Uh, no, as an, as an action, you can magically assume the shape of, assume the shape of a beast you've seen before. Beast. Twice per short rest. Like, yep. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, so short rest will reset that one. I would That's... like to morph into a spider. So you morphed into a spider. So you... I assume you want a spider about the size of the engraving. Um... <laughs> I didn't, but I do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do now. I, I really do. Say, well, she did specify she wants to be able to put yeah. each one of the limbs on. Yeah, I didn't really think about the logistics of having a large spider just, like, sort of, like, pinnacling all its, li- like, you know, like, ginormous spider body and all the legs and, like, a little quarter size of space. I would assume you'd pick, uh, pick that size. Yes, that sort of spider. And That's now, yeah, yeah. And so do I, like, do I, like, see something different with my spider vision? Nothing different, but you're able to get up in position if you want uh, I would like to get into position, as we aforementioned. Okay. Uh, Please. As you do, you hear uh, the stone rumble and start to move out of the way. Slick. Nice. I will remain a spider for now. Uh, how do I, where do I find monsters? What is here? passive perception over there, Ian? Uh, 14. All right. Nice. Really? That's that's that's, that is, that's pretty that's good. Great. <laughs> that's great yeah, for a right. for a. Okay, as, I think that's as better than me. Moving, or no, not you quite. Do but yeah. see a gleam as of metal catching the light, Ooh. or light catching metal. Three shapes inside. Oh, okay. I was thinking like arrow coming at me. No. Okay. As because as the sun's coming through the door as it's starting to open, you catch you catch the uh, the sun is catching metal. Does my spider vision see anything? I'm going you're, to. You're on the door, so you're probably getting down. Okay. I'm going to um, motion to Elwyn behind mm-hmm. me, like get to the wood, like like move mm-hmm. away from there. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to draw my greatsword, and I'm going to say, "Who's down there?" <clears throat> and let's see, well, where did it go? Not so much going on. Um, uh, uh, you hear. Um, what is it? It's not. What's the light witch? I can't remember. The what? The oh, under undercommon. Is, is it undercommon or is it Sylvanian? Uh, Sylvan is like high elf. Okay, um, so, so I think undercommon is probably what do they you would understand undercommon. <laughs> probably not. <It's> like, <laughs> How would I would speak the. Oh, I do. I do know undercommon. What? Mm, yeah. Yay. Uh, yes. Linguist. So, <laughs> dab for the win. All you hear is get the interlopers. Oh dear! Nice. Um, I was gonna say because I was like I didn't yeah. expect you to understand. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I didn't. Why would I know such an awful common or like a weak language? <laughs> language of the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty right. great. Okay, so 
We're gonna go ahead and roll some initiatives, and we're gonna do this. I'm gonna pull these guys up. Would I? Oh wait, so I'm not just like a regular spider. I'm like a different. Like, am I a big? Sp- How big was this spider? Because there's so, like a tiny spider, and then there's. So it matters because you have to choose whether you're going to be a CR one quarter like large spider, like a medium creature, or the giant spider, which is CR one. I would um, probably say you would go for the lar- not the yeah not the lar- not the giant spider, but the large spider. Yeah. So CR one quarter. Okay. So you are still in that, and I gotta add. But your... the good news is that makes you like tiny. Well, the CR flip eyes. CR one quarter, that's probably like a medium sized creature, right? Mm, probably. Let me pull all that up. I'm, I'm having. I was going to say, if you're a tiny spider, you can just bite them and poison them. Right? I was going to say, that's really not a bad. Thing, which not is bad. really disappointing. There are like a surprising lack of venomous creatures mm-hmm. in, uh, in 5e. Yeah. Huh. So would uh, this be the giant spider? No. I, think I don't know. You're probably. I'm sorry, I'm having difficulty. It's fine. <laughs> There so, are so many spiders. You were exactly. There is. Because I just went with spider and it was like yes, tiny spider. Mm. Yeah, you don't want giant spider. You technically can't do that one yet because that's a little too far. It's level 8 for you. Really? Yeah. 8 for CR1? I thought 8 was mm, CR2. I'm looking at the druid. It says 8 level for CR1. Wow. That is unfortunate. So, but. There should be. This was not as difficult last time. Like I, I'm not sure where monster. Like I just searched, and this is what I came up with. Well, uh, there is an actual like, monsters place. Yeah. Uh, swarm of insects. So swarm is probably the only one you'd be able to do. A swarm of spiders, but you'd be like a. I assume since the creature type no, is you, here, you can be a. Swarm she can do a giant beasts. wolf spider. Giant okay. wolf spider, uh, which is a medium beast. It's yeah. a. It wasn't on the challenge uh, quarter. Cool. It wasn't on the um. Ultimate thingy, the, yeah, the D D Beyond one that she was looking at. Well, yeah, I'm on D D Beyond. I'm looking at the giant wolf spider. It's a challenge nice. rating of one quarter. You have spider climb, web sense, web walker. You're it's a medium beast. Nice. So it's pretty big. Okay, let's see giant wolf spider. There we go. I'm going to say, come and get me then. As the, my last <laughs> thing, I know I can't do anything until initiative is rolled, but I am going to say, come and get right. me then. Nice. So I mean, uh, you can't speak. I'm hoping that you're going to catch my drift. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna actually stay on because they're gonna have to come past the door right to yeah. get it so I'm gonna stay on the door and be like that's the plan. All right, so I'm gonna give them that one. So let's go do. Yeah, I got an armor class of thirteen. That's still pretty good. Yeah. All right, uh, Laura, what'd you get for your initiative? Oh, I did not. Hang on, sorry. Uh, Don't forget to add your modifier. I got a two, but now I've got to go back to. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> sorry, this is very awkward. <laughs> All right. You rolled a two, or you? I rolled a two, but then I've got to get back to my initiative over I think here. The gi- well, and you would use the giant wolf spider's dexterity for initiative. Uh, yeah, um, and it has a dexterity of plus three, so darn. you have a five. You have a five. Which is good. Which I, is probably better than your actual initiative modifier. Yeah, let's see. So I finally got back. Yeah, my regular initiative was only plus one. So, so the giant wolf spider did help you. Hey, hey, wolf spider. Two with that her. one. That oh. one with a plus one to initiative. Ouch. Oh, this is this, this, this. So I'm like, come and get me while I stand here for and it. They are going to seconds and get you. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, and get you, they shall. And I always forget the six second rule is the entire round, not the individual turns. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm going to stand still for six approximately seconds. six seconds. Which is not unreal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the first one, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's going to come up and he's going to... Which is such a bummer. Well, you know what? I'm just going to do all three of them because you're at the front of the yeah, door. that's totally fine. Why is it and such a bummer? Because if I had moved first, I could have moved back so that when they come up, I could have used my charger feet. Aw. Yeah, so they are all three of them. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Can I come up and just swing and I'm going to... Come and get me then. Ah! First one, that's an 18 to hit. 18 hits. 14. Does not. And another 14. So only one hit. That's, that's, that's not too bad. And he's only going to do seven points of piercing damage. Okay. Just going to take on that. And then it's going to be Ellen's turn because she's faster than you. You said seven? Faster. Seven. Okay. That could have been a lot worse. Yeah, that could have been significantly worse. Okay, so we're going to get that. Elwyn, uh, who she is going to, because you had her move back, Mm -hmm. she's got a little bit of space. That's pretty cool. FYI, I used Improve Initiative for Tracking Initiative. He's uh, he's made a change where he actually has spell slots now marked, spell slot markers for his monster cards. Nice. Which, uh, very big improvement. So if you guys are looking for initiative, digital initiative tracker, I suggest checking him out. Checking out who? Sorry. Uh, it's improvedinitiative.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's made some significant improvements. Um, but since she's uh, she's pretty far away, she is, I believe you are, where you're in range. Well, she's going to come up to you. Oh, okay. Come up right behind you, and she's going to put a uh, bark skin on you. Hey. I, uh... Actually, no, that's not going to help you. Right. That will not help you. She's going to put bark skin on herself, because it... I can dig that. Yeah. You can put bark skin no, on She doesn't self. have to come up here. No. good. No, because see, right now, that takes her full action, so... Yeah, we kind of need our druid escort, so... Yeah, so she's going to cast bark skin on herself, which is going to help her out. It makes her AC 16. Right. Cool. As opposed to the uh, traditional 11. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to take it to Aurora, who is a giant wolf spider, or a wolf spider. Oh, yeah, she is a giant, a giant wolf spider. Yes, and uh, you have all kinds of wonderful things you can do. Is the doors open up or down? It's kind of slid. Oh, it's slid. Okay. Yeah. So it's not in your way at all. Uh, I was hoping that she could slam the door on them. That would have been fun. Well. That would have been cool. She does have a wonderful uh, bite attack, actually. Yeah, yeah, but I was going to, like, how close, where are the dudes in relation to us? Sorry. Uh, They're at the door. They're just inside the door. You two are just outside the door. But they all swung at him yeah. because you're off to the side. You're you're kind of off the side, but you can. I would it. like to leap on the nearest one and bite him. Perfect. Go for it. Roll. I like it. Okay. Roll the attack. So, but my act, my <clears throat> movement is fine. Like Your movement is perfect. You have a forty foot movement speed. I do. And you can climb at forty feet. Yep. So you're fine. You can get to them. But I would like to leap most dramatically. Like go for it. Bam! Like it's gonna be kind of like land on a dude. Your dog tackling you from yeah. a fort. Excellent. That's exactly like what clamping it's onto his neck. I've hopefully. seen eight-legged freaks. I know what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified. He's like, oh, I'm I love it. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. That was cocked. I'm sorry. Um, am I rolling a d20? For you are rolling. Okay. You got to roll to attack. I've got your stat block up here too. Okay. Eleven uh, plus three to hit, so fourteen to hit. Fourteen to hit. Uh, I'm pretty sure that hits. Yes. Sweet. That will hit. All right, I got for 
hit. It says four. Um, so that's the average. It always every stat block will give you the average oh, okay. of, that, right. of that. If you roll. choose not to roll, if you choose not to roll. Oh, but what? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, uh, in monster stat blocks, it does it right. It will give you the average. Oh. Most people choose to roll still. Yeah, right? I want to roll because more dramatic. Because there is the chance that you will get higher than four. And the average is there primarily so that it's still a threat, but that DMs who don't want to wipe out their party by having a 66 attack yeah. like, straight up deal 36 damage. Well, it, oh, it, it's also, I use it specifically if a minion <clears throat> might get the killing blow on a character. Yeah. I don't want the minion to do that. Right. It, a character dying has to mean something. Agreed. <laughs> so it better come at a hand of, uh, either at least a mini boss, right? <laughs> Not just you got tripped by a goblin yeah. and hit your head on so a rock. <laughs> that, that's, so Aww. if you're looking at a stat block in, in the player's handbook or the monster manual, you'll notice under the attacks it has, it'll say hit. In this case, it says four, but in parentheses next to it, it says one d six plus one. So if you choose to roll, you'll roll a d six and add the one to it as a as a difference. Well, should have gone with the average. I rolled two plus one is three piercing damage. And the target must make a DC 11 constitution saving throw. There's that venom. And they fail. Nice. It fails miserably. So they take 2d6 poison damage. I only have 1d6 here. So 4 plus so 5. Nine. So it was 3 piercing damage. Uh, 3. Was yes. it 3 piercing? Yeah, it was 3 piercing damage and uh, 9 poison damage. Yep. Oh, no, because you failed the save. Right. Exactly. That is awesome. And uh, yeah, the wolf spider did it. Target is, uh, did what? They're dead? Yeah. Yeah! Can I narrate what happened? Huh? Can I yeah. narrate what happened? Tell, Sweet! Tell me, tell me how this giant wolf spider just ate this dude's face, essentially. Right? This So this terrier-sized <laughs> wolf spider, like, leaps dramatically off of the door, landed on the guy, sank its fangs into his neck, and then just kind of went, <laughs> I love it. Nice. I love it. That, that's awesome. All right. Uh, now. And then um, looked up and was like, <laughs> at the other guys. <laughs> and you just saw all this yeah. go down, and it's your turn. Alright. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to attack the one closest to me with my greatsword. So I will swing my attack roll. It's almost oh. an 18. First attack does not hit, so I'm going to extra attack now that I am level 5. Yay, level 5. That's much better. Alright, that is a 17 to hit. Sweet. Okay, that will definitely hit. Alright. Get him. And then. I get to re-roll ones because of Great Weapon Fighter. Yay! Suck it, Chad, and twos! <laughs> <laughs> that was a five, and that is still a two. Wait, I think I only get to re-roll the ones. I think you only get to re-roll the ones, too. But... Okay, then that was a two, so that is seven, plus my Great Swords damage, which is plus two, so nine damage nice. from that. Nice. And uh, I am going to gesture with my sword. I'm going to swing it across and point it at Alora. Yes! And I'm going to say, see what the... Uh, what's the what's the word for like God? What's like the the animal of your deity? I'm trying to think. I want to say like the totem. Uh, no, no, the like patron. Uh, no, no. Well, patron is the is the word. Would but be I'm like, the, the, the god, the whatever of your that. deity. Look what the spider, the creature of your goddess, does in to you. <laughs> I, yeah. get, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not very intimidating because I can't cast intimidate as an action. Yeah. <laughs> like the messenger of your but god, yeah, possibly. I, yeah, there, that'll work. I'll say, look what the. No, I don't even like messenger. No good. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll deliver this on my next turn. There you okay. go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Excellent. So the beginning of your next turn, just like that, throw it out there. The one that Ian just attacked is going to try and strike back. Yeah, he is. He's, He's going to fail. Try and strike Ian in back, and that's going to be an eighteen. So he is going to hit. That does hit me. Poop. And then the one attacking one that the other one that 
is still standing, it's going to detect this giant spider. Do they get any kind of like disadvantage because I am one a spider and too intimidating? Uh, he, well, he didn't need disadvantage because he missed. Sweet. Because again, I am a spider so and they worship Enid spiders. He's only going to take. Uh, he's only going to take four points of damage this time. All right. It's not too it's not awful. And your lady druid friend standing Elwyn. Ellen Go Glow Strider. Going to seeing all this go down, she's now she's she's gonna come up and she's going to use her her quarter staff to try and hit the one that uh, struck Enid. And she will not. Curses. Curses, I say. Um, so now it is Alora's turn, the giant wolf spider. Mm-hmm. I will. I love I, this. Yeah. I will leap once again intimidatingly at the other guy. Just like and then just swung at you and yes. missed miserably. Like if a spider could be a ninja, that's how I'm like leaping at the uh, guy. Go for it. Roll your attack. <laughs> Come on, be something awesome. Not awesome. Natural one. Oh, that's gonna miss. So Stupid. you leap, and he ducks underneath the leap, knowing what you were trying to do. But I get to stick to the wall and turn around and intimidatingly. <laughs> Ian, you are up. You still have the one in front of you. Alright. Um, I want to... So can I move so that I can be between the two? Yes. The one that attacked me and the one that attacked her? Perfect. I'm going to move, and I'm going to bring my greatsword down into the back of the one that is focused on her, hopefully. It's an 18 plus yeah. 5, so 23 to hit. Yep. So I'm going to hit him for... Uh, 13. Sweet. Okay, he is... He is sliced in half. Perfect. Nice, from stem to stern. And then I'm going to sweeping attack, which is one of my battle maneuvers. Nice. Which lets me use a D8 to damage another creature within five feet of the original target or myself. Nice. Um, If the original attack would hit, which 23 would still hit him. Mm -hmm. All right. And that is seven. And nice. Taking them both. Right? Taking, taking them both yeah. Very I'm nice. Gonna, I'm gonna bring Very the sword nice. straight down across the back of the one that is attacking Alora. Sweet. And then, without even looking, I'm just gonna spin like a whirlwind, bring the sword around and decapitate the one behind me. Nice. And in one fluid motion, I'm gonna put my great sword back wherever great swords go on my back. <laughs> or I love in that. Do you have sheets? Like I don't. The great swords have to go on your back, right? I feel like they would. I feel like they sort of drag if they were yeah, at your hip like right? a normal sword. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll go. I swing it around. I decapitate the other one. And then I turn and just shing back like, into my back. And I'm going to say, Elwyn, it's safe to come down now. <laughs> Excellent. In like full <laughs> in like full anime mode where you don't even look like you're just and the yeah, head falls off. Exactly. And then just like I mean, back you in. did. That was that was full anime mode. Yeah. All right. awesome. I was reading it. I was like, this is happening. Love Very it. nice. I love it. And I could, totally could have done that with extra attack, but it's way cooler to use sweeping attack that guarantees I hit him, you know? Oh, yes. Very, very good. Uh, okay, cool. So that, that takes care of that group. So now you're able to go into the room they were in. Is it lit down here? No. Well, yeah, it's dim light. Okay. But you guys all have night visions. Uh, or what race are you? Um, I'm a Hyle. Oh, you're also Hyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody in this Everybody's party Everybody's got has dark, dark vision. Yes. Alora, or not Alora, Elwin. Yes. She's a Hyle too, she, isn't she? I believe is also a Hyle. Let me double check and make sure I gave her, is she an elf? Yes, she is an elf. Fantastic. So playing you... humans far too long because I am <laughs> unaccustomed to having dark vision. I am, uh, I am all about dark vision because I'm like, that. it sucks so bad. Changes the game. Playing when my smuggler's a water genasi and fire mm-hmm. genasi get dark vision for some reason. Mm. They, they create light with their fire. Like, I know, yeah. Water, water genasi who swim around in the, in the depths of the ocean where the abyss with no light. Mm. Don't get dark vision. That but, sounds uh, really yeah. dumb. Yeah, it's very silly. 
No, you're, you're and completely, completely backwards fine. when you put it that way too. Right. Like they create light. Like what are they gonna need dark vision <laughs> ever? <laughs> Why okay. give them this completely extraneous so, skill? Exactly. You enter the main. This main. It looks like the main entrance. I'm still this, a spider, FYI, place. and I'm I'm gonna be on the ceiling. Just perfect. perfect. I love it. So in the center of this room, keeping up with the party, is a but twenty foot high statue. Ooh. Representing a drider. Oh, gross. What's a drider? It's a drow spider. It is a large spider's torso where, like, centaurs have the horse and the human body. It's a spider with a human Uh, upper body. Or elven upper Uh, body? Yeah, elf, sorry, drow. So gross. So gross. They're they're super creepy. And remember, they're goddesses, one of these. Can I um, I I see anything special with spider vision? Yeah, she was way back when, but yeah. So I have a picture of one for you to see, my dear. Oh, oh dear. No. Oh, well. Yeah, that's what they look like. Yeah, they're gross. Well, that's awful. Yeah, it's 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 not a pretty picture. And uh, <laughs> he's like, I've seen I'll him. The official one. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, 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 I hate it a lot. They're creepy and gross, and uh, yeah, not fun. All right. Um, well, they kind so of take out all this the room. Uh, there was a. Um, a door leads to your to the right, and another door to your left. Before we go into the room, in Undercommon, I'm going to say, uh, show yourself if you are here. Okay. Mm. Nothing uh, Nothing seems to be responsible. I'm going to say, in the name of Lolf, show yourself <laughs> if you are here. Uh, once again, nothing's happened. Okay, can, can I attempt it as an intimidation check? Ah, uh, sure. There might not be anybody down there, but with a... 15 intimidation if there is someone down there i would like them to be scared enough to come out yeah no, once again no right. response to okay you and can i as a spider still on the ceiling just kind of scope the room out nice yes yeah i'll do that okay uh you from your vantage point you can notice that on the along the back of the uh of the drider mm-hmm. towards the bottom of the spider's torso the booty you, <laughs> the you, booty. you notice there are runes carved into it Oh, would I know anything about this? Can uh, I make some sort can, of check? You can make an intelligence check. Do I use the spider smarts or mine? Touch the button. Touch uh, the button. I need to touch the button. Uh, you would still be using the spider's intelligence. Okay, so is that... So, under no. intelligence... No. Oh, really? Druids maintain their uh, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Okay, then never mind. Oh, I'm, I was going incorrect. That's why I like having Jake. <laughs> he knows Jake. this stuff. So I use Alora's intelligence. Yes. Okay. Which... Yes, uh, you are right. Uh, you retain your alignment, personality, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. You also is, retain all the skills slick. and saving throw proficiencies. Interesting. In addition to gaining those of the creature, so you get the saving throws. That you seven. Can. Seven intelligence. It is unrecognizable to you, but you could potentially alert your companions to uh, make checks. Yeah, can I? Is proficient in religion and something else, I remember. Are you religion what? I, I didn't am, know that. I think I'm proficient in religion and history. Uh, which is cool. So, this doesn't say anything about actually making a web. Like, it says, when I'm in contact with a web, I know the location of other creatures. Mm-hmm. Or, and um, I ignore movement restrictions caused by webbing, but it doesn't say anything about, like, making a web. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I would like to crawl into the middle of the ceiling, like, web, and kind of, like, drop down without touching the, the yeah, statue. Yeah, like, I see web sense and web <coughs> walker. But... Does not say anything about. I would assume that if you're taking the uh, taking the form of a spider, you would be able to make. 
Well, so I would like to drop down and then I would like to kind of like get my party members' attentions by sort of like clicking my horrible arachnid little joints and just sort of like swinging back and forth over this spider butt. Okay. Is that allowable? Sure. Did they get it? Do you guys get it? <gasps> uh, all right. Um, so Did they would see you like me? one Did of they your understand? companions to make, make these intelligent checks? I would. That's why I'm like, look at these runes on this drider butt right here. Okay. So, so. giant spiders get the web action. Ooh. Giant wolf spiders do not. Ooh. Oh no! So I cannot. You do not web? have the ability to web. Oh, well, thank okay. you for that. That well, would be my. Uh, that's my reading of it because the I giant mean, spider, the actual CR one creature, does have the web action. Yeah, so, if it, so I guess if it's not listed, it makes sense. But you can use webbing. You yeah. just don't and have I, the ability to make your own. And I would. Well, I think that using it to lower yourself from a ceiling is an acceptable. Yeah, I, I would say so too. It. I just don't think you should. They, you can use it to restrain people like attack yeah, or you whatever can't use it yeah. for an attack you can okay. use it for moving around yeah i agree with you. I, I i support that sweet that's cool all so right. so well, i wanted i want to do all those aforementioned things so you see your spider <laughs> trying to direct your attention to a certain location okay um i will walk into the room um and just still be wary all right um yeah if, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out too from the ceiling and well, if, from my if web. either of the doors open how wide is the room uh right it's well. It's at least twenty feet tall. You know right. that much. It's very tall. Uh, I would say probably thirty feet. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna walk as close to the center as possible so that I can use my charger feet no hey. matter which door opens. Okay. And if the door opens, I'm not gonna ask questions. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna charge him. Okay, love it. Um, and I'm going to approach. And when I see the runes, would religion or history be beneficial here? Um, come on. Let's see. History. Yes. yes. Proficiency is not going to matter. <laughs> oh, no. That is a nine. Moderately better you, than mine. Uh, yeah, he's still not Marginally quite clear. Percentile. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to get... Elwin! Come on, Elwin. Right. That's much better. So okay. she, she is able to identify a little bit about it. Not everything, but she... Uh, so once again, this is this is drow stuff. So none of you, are, none of you guys really. We're not drow. You know we don't enough know. to familiarize yourself with it, but not enough to go. Um, the the statue is a statue of Loth. Thank you. Okay, that's um, it. I okay. will place my hand on the the rune. Uh, you touched the butt. You you touched <laughs> the butt. Okay. Um, you are suddenly stricken with fear. Oh dear. Gross. So you have the fear effect. Gross. Fear status effect, which, uh, let me read that out for everybody in the audience. <laughs> uh, so, you are under the effects of fear, uh, not the, not the spell, the actual status Condition. effect. Condition. Condition, yes. Ooh, I have like a little tag that over here. So I was going to say, can we fix that? How does one fix conditions? I don't even know. They just, so... The frightened condition, according to Roll Twenty or D and D Beyond, mm-hmm. is a frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight, and the creature cannot willingly move closer to the source of its fear, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is the statue. Right. Okay. Um, we should get out of here. It doesn't matter which door we go in. I should not stay here any yes. longer. I have a sense of dread about this yes. statue. GTFO so kind of situation. Right or left. Uh, Elwyn, which way do you think we should go? Or is, can I investigate to see if there's a, um... Uh, you can absolutely do some investigation. 
you should do some investigation since you are not terrified of a statue. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm above the floor, so I have a better vantage point, right? Yes. uh, Like I said, their door to your right or left, both of them are wide open. Man, I need a different d20. (laughs) Anyway, it was a natural one. So it's like Uh, a three. Okay, so they're both corridors. They go on for a little bit. Oh, the door's open. Yes. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of just more of an opening, not necessarily a door door. Gotcha, okay. Because it, it looks like this is like the main entrance to wherever you gotcha. guys are at. Well, I will defer to Elvin. Alright, I'm going But I will still lead the way. You will still lead the way. Uh, okay, she <laughs> says you should go right. Alright, to the right we go. To the right you go, okay. So and I leave, I still have my greatsword drawn as I am hefting it down this hallway. <laughs> and I would like to crawl back up my web... Down the side, down the side, into the door, but still in the ceiling of the corridor that they're in, Sounds, keeping up with my party. Yes, that that is fantastic. Okay, so that's gonna, so you get, let's see how many, get about thirty feet down, and there is a closed door in front of you, and there is a corridor off to your right. I would like to see if the door is locked. Um, the door is not locked. Okay, I'm going to continue down the corridor. So you're going to go to the right? Yes. Okay. The right, it does end does end also with a door. Is this door locked? I don't believe so. They are not big on security around here. Not at all. (laughs) Well, I figure once you get in, you're probably... Yannon's over here like, well, they're clearly not holding the Archdruid captive in an unlocked room. Like, <laughs> That's good reasoning. Uh, good yes, reason. uh, there are, uh, this door is also not locked. Well, can I check for traps? You can. I would like to crawl in my spider form, like, all the way around the door, like, give them the eyeball and the little <laughs> tiny gaps because I'm a spider and I have eight a- Wait, how many eyes yes. a spider? Well, not eight by default, but they can have a lot. Lots of eyes! Okay. Hey, this dice is much better. Okay. Um, 17, no, 15, sorry. There are no traps on this door. Sweet. I would like to, I would like to attempt to, like in cartoon spider fashion, like put four, three of my legs on the wall and three of my legs on the door and like two legs just kind of like. Fortunately, the spider is strong enough to open these these doors. These are not, these are not doors that are made to keep people out per se. Also, apparently I was wrong. Most spiders do have eight eyes. Oh, I just okay. thought it was like one of those weird things where people think they have eight eyes because they have eight legs. But right. apparently it's true. They just have eight of everything. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so I don't think I had made that connection before, actually. The like, room huh. before you appears to be a dormitory. Ah. Hmm. A bed is neatly made uh, and a covered basket lies beside it. A writing desk is on the east side of the room. A scroll is laid out on the desk next to a half-empty bottle of ink with a quill sticking out of it. Mm-mm. Uh, Elwin, check the desk, <laughs> and I will check the bed. I will look at the basket. Okay. So, Very uh, carefully. are you checking the bed? Yes. Uh, I assume you're... How are you checking the bed? Um, just tossing it. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, rip the, Flip like, the bed. Pull, pull the sheet out, okay. like, check and make sure that there's nothing, like, like oh. pound it, see if there's anything in it, check under cool. it, just all the... All Once the you, stuff. uh, as you do it, uh, you, uh find two scrolls uh-huh. in the covers of the bed. Uh-huh. Someone's diary. I read them. Mm-hmm. Well, not for, out loud. Fortunately for you, as an elf, you, you are able to read them quite clearly. Okay. Good. One, they're spell scrolls. Ah, uh, that's why I didn't read them out loud. 
Good I'm call. always terrified that I'm going to be like, oh, what's this spell? Cast fireball directly on self. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first That's is a awesome. spell scroll of sleep. Yes, I would have put myself to sleep. Great job. Great job. <laughs> and a, the, the, other, the other one is a spell scroll of charmed person. Ooh. And uh, Elwyn. Elwyn was the checking the desk. Yes. She finds a letter to another shrine, to a shrine of Wolf. And it's Gross. Dear, another drown name. Dear John. <laughs> no, dear. Exactly. <laughs> dear Bob okay. Robinson. Drown names are very hard to pronounce. Yes, they are. Fun. I ask one small favor because of an incident I have encountered in the in this village. Yeah, they should be scared. What? Um, I need <laughs> exactly. you to retrieve the Eldritch Tome. Signed, oh dear. Uh, and I will give you her name now because now you want to know her name. Nice. This is the draw that we yes. that I talked my way out well, of. Well, it's a maybe. Uh, Thera Ulthorn. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, That's actually again, pretty pronounceable. Yeah. yeah I, I, when I make a name for myself, I actually surprise. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, you're checking the basket. Very carefully. Very carefully. Well, uh, as you start to you get close, you hear a hissing sound from coming in the basket. Oh. Is the, so the basket you said it's covered. Is like a lid or? Mm-hmm. Quick, try it on it. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, hmm. So, hissing, like, being a druid, I feel like I would have run across snakes in the forest. Uh, yes. So, am I like, yes, that sounds like a snake, or something it, else? It <laughs> does sound like a snake. You know it's a snake. So. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, motion to my party members and be like, uh-uh. <laughs> not the basket. Okay. You know, g- give the, the finger across the neck thing. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Is there... Um, what? Okay, so I'm about to get real silly with it. Mm, what it. shape is the lid on the basket? Oh, is it flat? Does it have stuff on top of it? It's like a wicker type basket with a lid that has latches on the side. Oh, it has latches? Yes. Oh, okay, That's cool. what's keeping it. Okay, close. perfect. I was going to put something on top of it just to be safe, but mm. uh, if it has latches, we're good. If it has latches, I'm just going to kick it over. <laughs> <laughs> really? If, if it has latches. Yes, If it the does, latches are does. not going to come undone by kicking it over. No. Like, obviously, if it's just those ones where, the, like, the hoop the is over peg. the side or something. <laughs> like, no. But if it has, That's like, actual latches holding it, I'm going <laughs> to kick it once, <laughs> yeah. one good time. Yeah, these are, this is the familiar of a drow whom I hate, who serve Lolth, whom I also hate, like... Also, are you still feeling the, afraid? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, by the transitive property, I have to kick it. Cool. I hate it. All right, so that's still that, hate the snake. Still happened. kicking it. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's nothing else of interest in this room for you guys. Well, now I want to check the other room. Okay, so we're gonna go back, back, back up the hall, back the hall to, into the other unlocked door. Okay. Um, to get to this this room, has a, still crawling along the ceiling, keeping up with my party, etc. As per normal. <laughs> this this room has a statue of. A draw woman. Oh, a statue. Okay. Yeah. And as you open a room, you see a hooded figure kneeling before the statue, holding a lamp of burning incense. Mm. The figure looks up, obviously startled. Oh, it's a person. Like a person, person, or a draw person? Yeah, it's a draw. Draw person. Ah, a bad guy. Yeah. By default. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Do they do they say anything? Uh. Not at first. They, they're more startled that somebody's actually here beside them. Oh, so I would like to um, 
like sort of crawl quickly into the room again on the ceiling and like just uh i would like to like lower myself on the webbing and just like land gently on the drow shoulder just like stroke their cheeks (laughs) (laughs) uh okay trying to soothe this drow into not doing something nonsensical that we don't want i see her coming in i'm gonna wait until she lowers down and when she lands on it i'm going to say I am the ambassador of Lolf, <laughs> here in search of Starstruid's name. Pharaoh? Pharaoh? No. Uh, the Archdruid. Yes. Oh, the, the Archdruid. Yeah, the guy I'm actually here for. Oh, I like uh, that guy. Uh, Tevin Evengrove. Yeah, I'm that guy. the ambassador of Lolf, here for <laughs> Tevin Evengrove, nice. to take him to the other shrine. <laughs> Do you know which room he is in? Sweet. Confidence is 10% of the battle. a deception roll for me. Confidence right. is 100% of the battle. I like it. Is there any chance it could be persuasion instead? Because <laughs> I, am, I am proficient in that. <laughs> well, let's see. You're not an ambassador to the wolf, so I'm just saying. Fair, fair, fair. Come on, you sound good. Nine plus zero. Nine. So he's going to roll his insight, which I believe is... Charisma something based? low, something oh, low, real low. Is Nobody likes right? drow. No charisma for them. But charisma based, right? Insight is insight is a wisdom. Wisdom. All right. Uh, okay. Low. What did you roll for your deception? Nine. He okay. That's going to be a ten plus three, so it's okay. I charge him. <laughs> the second it looks like he doesn't buy it, just into him. All right. Initiative for all right. Everybody. So so my 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 sh- stroking did nothing. No. Oh, thank God. That's so much better. Well, a soldier's charging at him. Probably not going to help matters. Well, and you're still sort of attached by web, right? You can just jump up in the air, and when I hit him, you'll just drop on your web, right? Well, yeah, Something well, like I was that. kind of thinking I would just, like, sink my fangs into him. Oh, so I'm already here, too. so... Anyway, crawl around initiative. the front of him so that when I slam him into the wall... Oh, smart. Okay, smart. so we are going to go... We've been working together for a while. I feel like we would have right? a, we have a mental connection. link on this. We have this connection. Uh, <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Sports <laughs> fighting. Yeah, right. One of my favorite so, jokes. Ian, and because you're so aggressive, you get a surprise around. Yeah, well, he he. Yeah. Is, so here's how surprise works because I have recently figured this out myself. Mm-hmm. He has a surprised status for one round. For one round, yep. which means on his turn, he does not. He cannot take an action. Right. Sweet. Everybody else can take their turns as normal. Right. There's no such thing as an actual surprise round. Correct. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Correct. I See, I learned out, stuff. I have been playing this wrong yep. for a very long time, and I'm like, ah. Uh, there's a reason for that. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to speak for wizards. I'm not going to say there's a reason for it. But, Since the beginning, like, I've been they, playing it wrong. They they added a bunch of like abilities. Like the assassin can't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the like if you have the alert feet, you can't be surprised. There's yeah. a whole bunch of like things that change the way you are surprised. So they wanted it. I mean, I'm assuming them that they wanted it so that people could be surprised in the same party as people who are not surprised. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. if you just do a surprise round where the person who like starts it just gets to do a free thing, that doesn't really, it doesn't work. But right. now, like, I, I like the way surprise yeah. works. Uh-huh. All right. So what do we get for our initiative over there, Aurora? 16. Nice. Right. Good. Feeling it. Ian it? 17. Whoop. What? What? Oh, guess yes. What? Your entire party is going to get to go first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't see our victory dances, but they're pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Uh, Ian, I'm going to let you go first. After you will be Ellen and Aurora. Perfect. Whoop. I'm going to use the charger feet. I'm going to move 10 feet from the door to him. And then I 
I'm going to make a shove attempt, which I believe is a contested strength check. Mm-hmm. Shove. Because, shove. Shove. Well, yeah, it's more dramatic. I like it better. Yeah, we're yeah drama. So I'm going to attempt to shove him. What did you roll for your strength check? Nat 20. Yes! <laughs> it didn't matter what? what he was going to roll. He was not probably going to beat that. So and I, I push him 10 feet away from me. Right. I would like him to hit the wall. And can he take 1d6 of fall damage for moving 10 feet into a wall? Yes. Sweet. Because you shoved him so hard. Six max damage! Yeah! Nice. So and that is my entire turn. Oh, uh, so, But it was a pretty great was, turn. Yeah, right? It was pretty Very dramatic. dramatic. I could have uh, done so much more damage, right. but it's way cooler for me to just be like, I'm the ambassador, you don't believe me? Bye! <laughs> Suck it! <laughs> uh, so, let's see what your... Uh, Which is yeah. definitely not something an ambassador would say. Right. <laughs> Thus proving his well, point. Lolf says, Suck it! <laughs> <laughs> Which is something Lolf would say, because she delights Good in like torturing is, her yeah. father. Or, not her father's, her followers. Is Lolf into BDSM? Is that what we're discovering? <laughs> I feel like actually, yes. Yeah, no, no. Like from, what's what's his name? Driz, Drizzt Dorden? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Drizzt the, Dorden. The, the, all those books. It uh, freaking sounds like she's yeah, into BDSM. She's into some weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love Salvatore. What a great writer. Yeah. And then, I only uh, read one Drizzt book, but I really liked it. I, wanted, I need to go back and read it. I have an anthology if you want to read. What? So we're going to get your, your Alora, <laughs> or not, Owen. Uh, is going to cast a spell. She's going to cast Entangle on this priest. Nice. That's so, like her go-to. She's real good at it. Do yeah. it, Ellen. She does it in a way that... That's what she did in the end. I'm ten feet away. You, I've knocked him into the wall yeah, and stopped. 20 so. foot square, so if she puts oh, it, it on... Oh, it's 20 foot square. Well, you would be out of it. On, if she puts it on the wall... Yeah. Yeah. So that's what she's going to yeah, do it in yeah. such a way that you're out of the way. But now, uh, he is... Well, Because you're still on him, right? Well, yeah, I was thinking about that. I kind of had that question. Because I... I stipulated that I was still attached to my web, so did he get knocked back and I kind of like, yeah. and like sort of sucked say, back to my web, just kind of swinging? Like or Yeah, you could have used your reaction to, to avoid being shoved away with him. Cool. And then, uh, I'm just sort of no, like he, swinging in the middle of the room. He's restrained. So. Cool. Um, awesome. I have no further intent to combat him. I would like to question him first. Mm. Uh, but it is Alora's turn. Yes. Alora. Okay, so... That, that may change as we get right. through this round. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I ignore movement restrictions caused by webbing. So it would still be difficult terrain for Correct. me to get to yes. get to the guy. Although mm. you, you, you can climb on walls and ceilings, too. Well, yeah, but you just said that all the entangled stuff was on the wall. On the wall behind it. So you could go on the ceiling. Yeah. Drop so, down on him. So, like, crawl up my little webbing, across the ceiling, down some more webbing... And I'll be like, in the, front of him. I yeah, like it. In front of him. And I'll like, into that. And then I will sink my fangs into him dramatically. Roll your attack. But I would like to. I'm specifically trying for. Um, non lethal? Non lethal. It says something about being. Oh, uh, well, I think it's only if I reduce him to zero hit points, he's paralyzed while poisoned. Nice. In this way. So. We're going well, full Shelob on it. I like it. Yeah, we are. Go for it. So that's, that's what, we're, what we're attempting. Uh, nine to hit. Mm. Hold on. Trying to hit. Uh, I don't think that's going to do it. No, that's not going to do it. Poop. Well, that was all that drama for nothing. <laughs> so I will Still sw- intimidating. Yes, I will, well, I will swing backward on my web in preparation for the next... <laughs> well, as you guys were attacking the priest... Ah, someone else came in behind us. Poop! Well, you failed to notice the two snakes in the room. I'm not worried about snakes. snakes. Well, they are rather large snakes. I will tread them underfoot. <laughs> well, the first one's going to strike at you. He's okay. going to try. <laughs> Get him with and your great sword. Fail. Uh, well, I think 
Yeah, he did fail. Yes. It's not going to be a 12 to hit. Yep. And the other one's going to attack Owen, though. I can't wait. What? No. Not Owen. Isn't <laughs> that she one s- did hit. No. Is she still bark-skinned? Uh, no, Barkskin has probably gone off by now. I think it's only last for like two minutes, right? Yeah, Barkskin's uh, not a, not a very long. It's an active combat spell. Yeah, yeah. it's it's one action. And Poop. It's concentration up to an hour actually. So oh, okay, so she can totally she's still have totally it. still. Yes, because you're still wild shape, so yeah. Yeah, I can. I'm. I can stay spider for two hours. Yeah, so if I want, yeah, or we I definitely. Can. She's still got Barkskin, but that will still hit though. That's a. I rolled what her, uh, sixteen on the die. So. Ah, yeah. Um, the snake mm, is going to bite her, no. and it is, oh, this one, uh, and does nothing, eight, no, it's just AC, it's going to do eight damage to her, yeah. uh, okay, and then our priest gets to his turn to do nothing, so now we're back to the top of the round, I'm going to chop that snake's head off, alright, the, the, the one that tried to bite you? No, the one that tried to bite Elwin. <clears throat> the one that did bite Elwin. Yes, the one that did successfully, <laughs> successfully bit Elwin. Oh no. Coming to my lady's aid. Do it. Oh, that's a 13 plus, oh, five, 18. That, that will that absolutely snake, right? hit a snake. Sweet. Time to die, snake. Get him. Uh, that is 8 plus 2, 10 damage. Very nice. Does it die? No, it doesn't. Curses, die. I will attack it again. Oh yeah, because These, are, these aren't level. large snakes. Yes. You will die with a 19 on the hit die. So hit. that's a 24 to hit. Uh, that will definitely Love it. Alright. And I shall attack it. Uh, Maybe. Nice. 8 plus 2 is 10 damage again. Like 10 damage. 20 damage total to the snake. Nice. Still up. Oh, curses. What? They're very large snakes. I'm just standing here They're hacking at his huge snake. Come on, sword, do it! <laughs> Just die, snake, die! Uh, your druid friend is, uh, well, she is going to use a cantrip, if she can. As a bonus action, she's going to shillelagh. Ooh, hey. girl! To get her Ooh, quarter staff. I like shillelagh. It's, it's, a, a it's pretty spell. great. Yeah. Also a nice candle scent. By Tyler, sponsor of the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, but she still can't hit the broadside of a barn. Garces. Quarter staff. Like, Come on, Ellen. I'm like, I'm beating this snake <laughs> in with the flat side of my sword. Like, Ellen, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, Laura, you are up. You're going to see this, but you also know that this priest is actually going to be able to act this turn. Oh, no. Uh, well, He's no longer surprised. Yes, well, anyway, what, right. my, my plan was still to attack him because once again, I'm like... <laughs> Go for it. Attempt nice. to bite. This and is the right call. With the same stipulations, you know, if I'm trying to poison him, I want to paralyze him, going specifically for non-lethal. Reduce him to zero. Yada da, yada da. Uh, Crush your enemies. Ah, seven plus. Oh, hang on. Wait, what am I? What's my modifier again? Oh, it's uh for your attack. Yep. Plus three, right? Uh, it is plus is three. it on my the yeah. spider one? It's on the spider. One. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, ten. Ten to hit the priest. Yeah. Yeah, that'll hit. Yes. Sweet. Okay. It's a priest. What do you want? Five piercing damages. Nice. And you must make a constitution saving throw. Oh, yeah. Save. Well, we didn't do the con save last time, either. Mm. Well, she didn't successfully bite him last time. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, I believe he passed with a 19. Yeah, it's only a DC 11, <laughs> so... Just Whatever. It's fine. All right, uh, Snake. But he still took piercing damages. Uh, one. Against <laughs> Ian. Ooh, rolled that 19 again. Gross. I'm gonna need you to not... Uh, so that's gonna be. Could you not? <laughs> Keep it together. <laughs> Ian just yelling at Get it together! 
Yerk. Five piercing. So and that was on. And then the other one on Alora or Elwyn. Sorry. Uh, this time it will not hit her. Sweet. And so now we get to our wonderful priest friend who does not like this spider anymore. Uh, so we are going to do, uh, have the spider make a dexterity save as he casts Sacred Flame. Good boy. Uh, can he do that with restraint? Because um, he's still restrained, right? Yeah, see. I don't know if you can do somatic components. Although maybe Sacred Flame doesn't have a somatic component. I genuinely Let's don't see. know. But. Uh, I'm, you you want to check that. I will check to see what restraint means. Just, just for grins. Uh, restrain. Speed becomes zero. Can't benefit from any bonus. Attack rolls against it have advantage. Attack rolls that it has has disadvantage. Has oh, you had advantage on save throws. Doesn't say anything about not being able to cast spells. Though. That is true. So, and it, it does have a somatic component, but apparently it doesn't matter. So, so make a dex save over there using the wolf Spider. spider's dex, which is a plus three. Eighteen. Well. I shimmied back up that thing real quick. Say, what is, back up that web. Unless he's got a really high spellcasting value, which I highly doubt. Yeah, no. he's You are fine. You are able to dodge that quickly. Excellent. And then we're back to the top of the round, Ian, and you're up. Nice. All right. Maybe Elor, maybe L1 will actually hit her, the snake this time. Hopefully she won't have to. I'll defend its honor. I'll defend her uh, honor. <laughs> 17 Maybe. plus 5 is 22. Yeah. So I will hit. I am going to chop the snake's head off this round. I'm calling it. I'm going to reroll that one. And then oh, I have to keep that too. But that's a 5. That's 7, 9. 9 slashing damage. Hey. So close. Now. Oh, it's never mind. bloodied. It's, it's 9 bludgeoning damage with the flat side of the sword. Yeah. Well, that's a nat 20. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Critical hit. So much then damage. We're going to roll some extra damage dice. Both of those. Because they're 1 and a 2. And that's... Two sixes. Yeah! The actual, and there's a five and a six. So that's what? 12, 23, 25 slashing damage. Nice! Uh, yeah, that's gonna do I it. I cut its head off! Indeed! That's gonna do it. Alright, uh, yes. there's still one snake left to deal with. And I'm going to use my, I'm assuming that a nat 20 does hit yes. the, I'm gonna use sweeping attack. And because it's a critical, I get to roll the damage die twice, so I get to roll 2d8. And it only takes seven, but I still chop, and then I'm just going to bring it straight over my head and wham, down onto the second I snake. Hell yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So Elwyn is going to attempt to hit this other Come snake. on, Do Ellen. it, Elwyn. I mean, she's due, right? Yeah. That's a 12 plus 2, 14. That will hit. Yeah. <laughs> she finally hit. And it's Elwyn contributed. <laughs> because uh, it's Shillelagh. She a, was the main player last time. Like, no, to be fair, she's probably a little worn out. Seven damage. Which right. Respectable for a druid doing snuck melee snuck. combat. Yeah, snack and snack. And then uh, we're going to go to Alora, who still has this priest shooting magic fire at you now. Quick, incapacitate him. Spider. Yeah, I was, I was still like to bite him again. <laughs> go ahead. You do have advantage on the attack roll because he is contained. Oh, good. Well, I didn't have advantage last time. Yeah, I know. We didn't. Yeah, we forgot. That well, anyway, awful. so the first one was a 12. Second one was not a 12. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's a five. Um, anyway, so 12 plus three is 15 to hit. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll. Time to die, please. Four plus one is five piercing damage and make con save. Five piercing damage makes his con save. That's a 13. Ah. Good. But he is starting to look 
Uh, pretty bad. And after I like a bite on his face. Four okay. holes in him. All right. Four after after holes. I bite him, I'd like to shimmy back up my web a little bit. Cool. Uh, well, so the only one snake left. Yeah, it is. It does come snake. After you. Yes, bite me, snake. Bite <laughs> oh, me. This is bad. Yeah, oh. it does. Whew, I sidestep so, it. Priest, uh, well, I'm going to use a superiority die, one of my last Ooh. ones. Uh, I'm going to use repost, which is when a creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction and expend one superiority die to make a melee weapon attack against it, adding the superiority die to the attack's damage roll on a hit. Uh, we're going to pretend, uh, Joseph, edit that out. Um, <laughs> That was a nat one. That was a nat one. <laughs> that um, was awful. I'm pretty sure I still lose the superiority die yeah, too, which I'm is pretty, pretty sure. disappointing. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, all right. The, not yeah. superior. Ian's like, I will fight you, snake, and then he's gonna trip and not hit okay. him. So, trip and slip in his own puddle of sweat, which is yes, still happening. So. Yes. You know what? The the sweat. His hands slid too far down the hill. He just the sword clangs onto the floor. It's a bad. Ah, oh, the balance right. is off. Yeah. The whole everything. The whole balance. So. Stupid sweat. I thought these gauntlets were supposed to prevent this. I know. We're gonna we're gonna look at right. it in those trees. So, <laughs> seeing Ian's actions this turn, the priest is gonna turn his attention to you. Yeah, he is. And he Trying. is going to cast fighting <laughs> Wait, isn't it Elwin's turn? No, it's the priest's turn. You just the snake went. No, it's Oh the snake went. That's right. It wasn't my turn. I was reacting. But uh I'm assuming <laughs> a nine is gonna miss. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Bolts of guided light. Or bolts of unguided light, because they don't hit me. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now we go back to Ian in actual turn. Yes. Do something awesome. Snake will die with a 20 to hit. Boom. That 10, 12 damage. Nice. Right. Slashing. It is dead. bloody. Oh, okay. Extra attack time. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Mm. Yeah. Alright, alright. Great swords. Here we go. That's a 2 and a 1. We're going to re-roll those. A two and a four, so that's six plus two is eight. Sweet. You have cut it in half. Yeah. Hey! Shing, shing. Very good. All right, Back so you it. just have this Boom. priest to deal with. I'm going to swing my sword and point at him. I'm going to say, surrender or your fate will be the same as these snakes. Yes. Roll intimidation. Yes. Love it. I have proficiency. <laughs> so uh, intimidating. That is an 18. Nice. Right, to so intimidate him. I'll see uh, see what his... Uh, Such intimidate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do it. Constitution save. He's only a 15. Hey. So he will uh, stand down. Sweet. Oh. And nice. I will sheath my sword and I'm going to kick the snake halves across the room away from <laughs> Elwyn. Are you alright, Elwyn? Uh, she's, she's, she's beaten up, but she's, she, she's alright. How, um, on a scale of one to however many wounds she has, <laughs> what's she look like? She's, she's bruised, but not bloody. Okay. I do not have a healing potion to offer her, unfortunately. Uh, I can I cast spells while I'm a spider? You do have no. a you no. do have a priest in front of you. I do, but I don't trust him. I'm not gonna ask him to cast okay. spells on my on my druid. <laughs> you could try it on himself first to see if they. Well, work. no, because he could still use cure wounds on himself and then inflict wounds on Elwin. <laughs> that is true, and I don't trust him. So I'm glad that he stood down, and I appreciate it, and that's why he's not getting gutted. <laughs> but I do not trust him to from heal. nose to nail. If I were, well, I would never surrender. But I would if, never surrender. <laughs> but, but if I was surrendered and forced to heal a drow, no chance. <laughs> yeah. No dice, he says. No dice. Okay. None. All right. Uh, let's go to the C. I assume you guys are going to look around this room now? 
Uh, I will let them look around while I interrogate the drow. Okay. I say I am not an ambassador of Lolth. However, I am the ambassador of your doom. If you do not tell me where the arch is. Awesome. Right? Okay. Your doom. Uh, go ahead and just roll one more intimidation check with advantage because this is gone. That was two. Oh, dear. That's a 12. That's much better. That's a 16 total. Hey. Uh, he rolled a big fat six, so Sweet. it doesn't matter what his modifier is. Yeah, not be flexing that. in front of him like, yeah. my muscles! Uh, <laughs> so he, That's awesome. the archdruid, <laughs> is in their ritual chamber. They are going to offer him to Lolf. Okay. If I go out of this room, down the corridor, and go back through the statue room, mm. and down the next corridor, which room is the ritual room? Oh, so it's it's in the far back of this, this, this the tunnel that we're currently in temple thing. Yeah. So you're gonna go back the way you came, cross the entrance room. You're gonna go down that corridor, take a right. The next room, you're gonna take another right, and then it'll take you right there. Splendid. Wait, next room or next corridor? So do I have to go through any more rooms? You're gonna you're gonna go through one room before you get to the ritual chamber. Okay. Okay. How many drow are in this hell hole at any given time? <laughs> Okay, let's see. Uh, also the room, also the chamber. Not <laughs> counting the ones also the hallway. already encountered. All of them. Right. I just mean in general how many drow are usually in this, like, underground type yeah, of thing. Okay. In so, this vicinity. Yeah. Not counting this encounter. Let's see. When. It's going to be... Uh, not counting the ones you've encountered. Uh, there are six more. Oh, wonderful. This will be easy. Sweet. We got this. Got this. Um, okay, so you will have to go through the Great Hall to get to the Ritual Chamber. That's the only other room you have to get to. I can still be a spider, right? It hasn't been two hours. No. Okay, good. Uh, and as you are interrogating him, he drops a wand. <laughs> I pick it up, but I don't do anything with it. I'm just going to pick it up. No. Uh, if you would like to investigate it, you can. Oh, sure. I will do that. That's a nap one. Don't give it to <laughs> Owen. You're a magic user. Here. Uh, yeah, she rolled an 18. Yes, yeah. wonderful. So she is wand. going to know that it is a wand of peril- paralysis. Nice. Okay. Paralysisness? Paralysis. 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 That's the word okay. I'm looking for. Paralysis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. That's okay. It's okay. But so you have that along with your spell scrolls. It's almost like you're building up for something. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Separate. Um, out of character. What was the, uh... Female drow that wrote the letter. Fera uh, something. Fera something. Yes, uh, you will know that name. It is uh, Fera Olthorn. Okay. Um, when we leave, I'm going to turn to her and say, Come, Fera, we must depart. Yay! Yeah. Okay. I like I'm it. still I a like spider. It. And I'm going to like click my little spider limbs. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, and, and that is where we're going to stop. You guys okay. know where you're going. Perfect. It's perfect. Uh, I love it. And we are closing in on the end of the season. So it's very fun. Next time, the rescue continues. Oh, yes. And we're going to see where that goes. Going to get uh, that arch druid. Yep. Uh, going to cure the crown. We're going to give the crown back. We're going to be well compensated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get straight A's in my first semester just because. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's I, like, do you know who I am? I mean, I just did all this stuff. Cool. I don't need any of this undergraduate crap. <laughs> you hmm? Oh, sure. Uh, well, who all do we need to talk about? Sorry, Joseph, more editing. Um, 
Yeah, sorry. Well, first, we want to thank everybody for listening because they, they spent a long time with us. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try this again. How long was it, anyway? I mean, it was like an hour and a half, roughly. Yeah, went pretty good. So, um, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really loved having you. It's been um, so much fun taking this journey with you. We're in, as Jeff mentioned, we're in our next to last episode. Next time's going to be the grand finale for season one, but... Uh, Joseph has graciously approved us for another season. Yay. That's very exciting. Um, that leads into, please check out Bookshop Media. It's a really cool place. Mm-hmm. The, Joseph has curated many lovely podcasts, uh, ours among them, among them. And You should definitely go to the Patreon because details about season two are going to start coming out later this year. Yeah, what Jeff said. <laughs> it's going to be uh, potentially listener interaction. Listener interaction. Also, yeah. uh, fun stuff. It, should you uh, buy into our Patreon. There are a lot of fun extra things on there. Uh, we don't After know. After show, we will yeah. check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Well, I, I know there's a lot of different things. I'm not sure the specifics of which ones, except for I do know that we have several after shows. Mm. Our after show is a lot of fun times. We're going to essentially keep going here. We're going to be entertaining we'll be and playing, talk about fun we'll stuff. We'll be talking about random stuff at this point. Yeah, it's basically just us kind of like shooting the breeze post uh, post session. Uh, so anyway, please go check out Bookshop Media on uh, Patreon. You can check out their website. Is it? There is a website, but I don't know. Crap. It's, uh, it's Joseph will include it in the yeah. description. Yeah, I know. Uh, bookshopmedia.com, I believe. <laughs> but he, he prefers Facebook and Twitter. Sorry, so let me try that again. So please do check out Bookshop Media on Patreon. Check them out on Facebook and Twitter. That's where Joseph is most active. There's also a website, bookshopmedia.com. If you have enjoyed hanging out with us, the Geek Renaissance, and want to see more of our other kinds of work, please go look us up on uh, similar Facebook and Twitter. Uh, FYI, uh, Twitter, it's at Geek Renaissance, but with no E because I was young and foolish and there were not (laughs) enough characters. Uh, And I believe that's it. Yeah? Uh, I think so. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Jake, any last words? Uh, thank you guys for having me as often as you do. I love uh, this very much. Oh, so we appreciate it. We love having you. Yeah, it's this wonderful. is a blast. I love it so much. Yes. And uh, I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your day slash weekend slash yeah. month. Yeah, you, you so too. Much. Yeah, it's the first. It so. is the first oh, what? of February, Blessing so we have a whole month. month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. All 28 days that are left. Yeah. And same to everybody else who is listening. Yeah. Enjoy your free blessed one month. There exactly. You go. Blessed by Jake. Trademark. <laughs> and, uh, but really, yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's so much fun hanging out with you all the time. Oh, yeah, also, I forgot. Uh, if the best way to support us, aside from Patreon, is to go on iTunes, leave a five-star review. Well, five stars and a review. Um, also, that's a, really the best place if you have any questions and stuff. Just kind of include it in there. We check that a lot. And uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much. And we hope to see you next time for the grand finale of Season 1. Huzzah! Yeah!